Before anybody notices that this is a recording, I'm Leon, that's Mario. Woo. This sounds so terrible. <laughs> All right, let's see if I remember how to do this with no... <laughs> All right, let's see if I remember how to do this. Have no fear. Have no the fear. sports entertainers are here. Who? Why? <laughs> this sounds so weird. Um, I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain stays chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. And I'm joined by my tag team partner in studio. He's the analysis of the L-O-C. He's a man that put the honor back in Ring of Honor. He's put a straight him in a shooter on Twitter. When it comes to wrestling, pew, he has a radar pew, from pew. the mean streets of Long Island. Pew, pew. Live and in living pew, color. Pew, pew, wow. Pew, pew, pew. And, Here I am. And what a botch. Uh, Leo, do you want to explain and tell pew. the audience? No, man, because it's always the same thing. We trust a 16-year-old whose last thing on his mind is uh, work, and uh, we're here. But we're here, episode 228, the people already on the chat, and uh, we're selling the company. <laughs> well, no, we're not selling oh, the company. No? The wrong, oh. <laughs> wrong, wrong uh, company. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right. Ryan, welcome to the studio, bro. Thank you, man. It's beautiful. Live and in living color. Oh, man, I love it. Yeah, not a bad drive out here from Long Island, so let's do this more often. But, on a uh, Sunday, bro. On a Sunday <laughs> morning, that yeah. that on a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, God, I can only imagine, yeah. But, uh... That's I got good, lucky, man. so yeah, it's awesome, man. I'm here. I love the love the place. It looks great, and uh, we look great on camera now, man. It's it, beautiful. It, it's so crazy God, that that Ryan's in front of me right now. It's so nuts. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, so it's weird. like I don't gotta like look at you on a screen. I can just look at your face right across the table from me. It's great. It's the first time that the LOC was actually on point. Oh, <laughs> you know, Leo. You know what would have been much better if I had my laptop You're in front dope. of me. But that's See. another story but for another okay. day. Sorry, you'll be fine. Uh, Leo, how are you? I wish. I had my drops to hit the claps, yeah, yeah. but congratulations. Woo, Argentina! Woo! Argentina won the World Cup. Yeah, we did, baby. Yeah, we did. Not that fake World Cup that uh, that Fox always puts on with the WWE when the World Cup's around, uh, but we won the real one, and uh, it was awesome because it had wrestling written all over it. So kind of bringing it back to wrestling, I do want to share this with you guys. So I ended up watching the World Cup game Woo! at um, Cup. my boy Eric's house. He kind of invited a couple of people, mm-hmm. and... I'll say like 90% of the house, right, with uh, the men, women, and kids were wrestling fans, right? Cheering. There was one person, my buddy Evan, that was a soccer fan. So he was kind of like explaining to us like the players and- Like the rules and stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so, and we kept on asking him questions. So he was the Leo of the group. Pretty much. And he was kind of telling us like who this player was and why this was a big deal, et cetera, right? So we were watching this game. Keep in mind, I am not a soccer fan, all right? Me neither. Um, we, we haven't noticed. <laughs> I respect the athletes that do this because it's a very intense, your cardio has to be top-notch, crazy game. Yeah. But just kind of bringing it back to wrestling, we were watching the game and we were saying, like, how, what wrestling chance would kind of fit mm-hmm. this game, right? So we were saying, like, <clears throat> play forever. <laughs> Another one was, like, when it, before it got to, like, the penalty shots or whatever, five more minutes. <laughs> I didn't want five more minutes. Nope. When, nope. when, um... When Messi went up, like after they win the World Cup, and Messi got like what was the the the, the trophy, the first trophy he got? He got for the best player of the tournament. Okay, so when he got that so award, it was like the MVP. 
So when he got that award, we were like, you deserve it. <laughs> or like, um, you still got it, never <laughs> lost it. So then I tell That's how you Leo, know you're a wrestling fan. I know. So then we were, I was telling Leo, and Leo ch- cracked up when I told him this. I was like, what could have been, besides all the chants that we just did, what could have been the most wrestling angle they could have done, right? Oh, and Leo goes yeah. like, what? Yeah. And I told him. After they they're celebrating with like the trophy in the World Cup, Morocco makes a run and it just beats the crap out of them. <laughs> well, somebody with the money in the bank yeah, or something no. like that cashes in. But listen, man, as a as a non soccer fan, that might have been one of the best games I've ever watched yeah. in my life. And, and and take away the whole Argentina thing, like because I didn't enjoy it. I'm gonna tell you guys the truth. I, I did not enjoy it. I I screamed and cursed, and there's a couple of wrestling moves that were done at my house. Do you want to give us some uh, some quick like Spanish insult commentary on how you sounded watching <laughs> no, the game? No, yeah, no. please. No, Come no, on, no, give us something. Do. Give us something. Ay, Dios mío, okay, hold on. Let, let me let me look for it. Hold on. Uh, so, what you had right was basically a roller coaster on my side because you first the game starts off and then now you're up to nothing, right? So it's like you know you're getting the quick two count, but then they came and they tied it back in. And then they went ahead to extra time. So it was a whole roller coaster where I didn't get a chance to enjoy it. What I did enjoy was at midnight when I got up again to watch the replay of it. So it's kind of like how we, when we go watch the games, and I mean, when we go watch the wrestling, and then we come back the next day and you watch it on TV just to see if it was what you thought it was. So you watched it again. And I, dude, I watched it like four times. My God. Wow. The whole entire thing? The whole entire game, yes. Jeez. Wow, that's passion uh, right there. Yeah, no, be, hey, because again, respect you, it. You, you don't get a chance to, to enjoy it. There you go. See? See? Oh, wow. my God. Worth, worth the wait. Worth the wait. Well, see, when you're a fan, that's what happens. It's like people say, oh, that was a great game. It was a great game. But, like, not as not as a fan of, of one of the teams playing. You're stressed. You're, yeah, right. you know, you got no, anxiety, all this Very level. True. When you have no rooting interest in the game, that's when it's fun because you're like, damn, I don't care who wins. Now, I had a, I wanted them to win, too, because of, uh, you know, how great of a player Messi is and stuff, right, right, right. you know. So I wanted him to see that. And I think he's never won a World Cup before, right? No, Leo, no, his he first had, one. No, he so, actually lost one of he lost four finals, and this might have been his last chance to to do that. So I was like all in on them. He but still like, got it. if they didn't win, like I wasn't gonna go nuts. I mean, I'm not. You know, I don't have a complete rooting interest. So that's right. like the fun of it. So, but but yeah. you need you need that too. And and it's funny because we always bring it back to wrestling. But in wrestling, you need that too. In wrestling, sometimes you need to watch a show that you have. Like we don't put your your WWE flag or your AEW flag. You just watch it to enjoy the match you watch it to enjoy the pay-per-view uh, there's a lot of games in soccer that i watch just for the game right like i'm only a fan of argentina and boca Boca's like the club team right after that manchester united chelsea all these other ones i could really care less who wins or who loses but i watch it for the game one last thing uh just kind of bringing this game back to wrestling and oh, then we'll, we'll move on <laughs> everything to, is wrestling bro so yeah, i was telling real. you guys before we even like hit record i was telling you guys like how we were watching this game right and i was like hey, listen 
they could use this tape, like this World Cup game, and like play it, like let's say for like NXT, like you know, for the new trainees, <laughs> or like even some of like the younger AEW talent, yeah, yeah, and yeah. be like, all right, for today's lesson, we're gonna watch the World Cup. They're gonna be like, what? Why? Why? Selling ability, because when they got <laughs> when they went down, you gotta sell the injury. You yeah. have to sell the injury one thousand percent. Oh my God, do they flip and flop all over the place? That's always <laughs> been my biggest gripe with soccer. It's like, geez, man, all these injuries. It's like, but, God, but this they, guy's not clearly injured. My favorite too is, and I didn't it. see this in the World Cup game, but don't they usually bring out like the stretcher and stuff for yeah, them yeah, too? Yeah. And like one time, somebody brought out the stretcher, and then the guy just walked off on his own two feet. <laughs> okay. It was so ridiculous, so, man. So, I mean, they do that in the NBA too, though. Let's right. be honest. Listen, no. LeBron James, he's like. One yeah. Yeah. The biggest, the king one, of flopping. He's, a, he's yeah. one of the biggest sellers in the business. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So part, part of football and what I usually do is I usually explain to people what it means and what they do it, right? So the whole stretcher thing, when they bring the stretcher out, that player, unless it's the goalkeeper, has to come out of the field for five to ten, like, you know, for, mm-hmm. for the play to resume. So a lot of times is they're making just time, right? They're wasting time because then the referee can never b- put that back. So that's why they get up when the stretcher comes out. Okay, all because right. then by FIFA law, then they have to leave the the actual playing field. It's kind of like in football too, in American football, when like you know a team is like driving down the field, right, and like they don't want to stop the clock, but the yes. other team has like you know then the other team like fakes an injury just to stop the clock Exacto. to stop the momentum. It's kind of just like that. Exactly. So so, yeah. so it's 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 all in like little quirks here and there that make the game like move on. So anybody that doesn't understand the game, they're like, yeah, the guy just flops. Well, Neymar does flop, but there's a lot of guys that they do it just to stop, like, the momentum. Yeah, I got you. So there you go. See, we learn what's up. You know, you mentioned the whole football thing. Talk about, and we're going to get into wrestling, but, you know, Damar Hamlin from the yeah, Buffalo Bills. What crazy. a crazy yeah. injury, bro. Unbelievable, yeah. So uh, it, w- it was insane to watch. I don't think I've ever watched something like that in any sport on live television like that before. No, dude. Oh. I, I had Raw on. Uh, well, I was I planning on flipping back and forth, but I actually had Raw on at the time of when it happened. Mm-hmm. And then um, one of my buddies texted me. He's like, yo, you watching the NFL game? I said, nah. I mean, I yeah, but like but not. Back and forth, but like, right, yeah, right. what's up? And he's like, dude, like put it on right now. And then like. I saw what happened. I mean, my goodness. And at that point, I couldn't uh, put Raw back on at all. I just, uh, I don't know. I wasn't in the mood for anything else that night, man. I was just, like, really concerned for for, for DeMar and, and wanted to just keep uh, watching all that coverage just to make sure, you know, he was okay and stuff and, uh, you know, following on Twitter to see if there was any updates. But, man, oh, man, what a scary thing. So my wife is a nurse. And, of course, anything happens like that, I usually ask her because she has the medical knowledge to it. And what she basically explained was that could happen to us. You know how we fuck around with, like, the Ric Flair chop? That could happen to us. I did see some wrestlers, I believe Taz and a couple other wrestlers did tweet out saying, like, you know, wrestlers should really be, you know, take this into consideration, especially when they do, like, back and forth chops or, like, them stiff shots to the chest because that could affect your heart, man. So it had to do with exactly where he got hit and at the moment he got hit. Because it didn't hit him through, it hit him through the pads, and it hit him at the moment where his chest was contracting, his heart. That's why it made it stop. That's nuts. That's it's crazy, so scary. Bro. But that's yeah. I, it's funny you bring that up with the chops because I immediately thought like in every single sport, any like blunt trauma. I mean, I know a yeah. chop is not really blunt trauma. No, to the no, but chest, come on. But if Walter's doing, oh Gunther is doing it. Yeah, that's blunt trauma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just like a fucking bullet. Dude, I'm surprised that nobody has ever had like 
a heart in injury from I'm not even just going to talk about just from him just from chops in general I thought, I thought Ryan was going to go completely left and be like I'm surprised Gunther hasn't killed someone yet. <laughs> I mean that too yeah that you, too you remember Rey Mysterio and Perro Aguayo Jr. yeah yeah, yeah. okay yep. that's more or less what happened yeah because yeah. the guy just gets up on on instinct just like Hamlin did mm-hmm. and then you know they and that's the difference like you were able to see with Hamlin like hey we need to take care of this right now right with Pedro Aguayo Jr., they just kept going. Like, yeah, he's just, you know, he's hurt. He's fine. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. No, it's scary, man. It's, uh, let me tell you, these these sports are dangerous, dude. It's, yes, they are. It's, I don't know. And and by the way, if you guys ask if everything's wrestling, check out that picture up there. Tell me that's not a, an evil mastermind getting ready to start and take over the world. What, what, yeah. is, that? what is that, Bullet Club 2016? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> the New World Order. <laughs> that's Hogan. <laughs> Hollywood Messi. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, Ricochet's got nothing on that. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get started, give me a second, because it's hashtag Rebel time. That is hashtag Ice Coffee time. Thank you, Mario, for yeah, hooking this no up. Doubt, I appreciate man. you, brother. Yeah, I know you're not a rebel guy, so, but I had yeah. to get you something. Yeah, I actually didn't. I was thinking about getting a coffee for the drive over here, and it just didn't happen. And, mm-hmm. uh, man, you came in clutch. Thank yeah. you. By the way, we look really good in HD, guys. Just to make sure I let you guys know that. Dude, I've never looked better right now. I, I think I might take the trip here every single week. I've never looked better on, on, on camera. It's He's so use freaking for his profile. Oh. Yeah, dude, my, my new Tinder profile pic. Look at him. Uh, look at him. He look great. Look, look how great he looks. I'm also, uh, you know, um, sponsoring Starbucks. <laughs> he looks great. You can probably <laughs> read the calorie count on here, too. That's how clear it is, man. Ooh, oh, all the man. nutrition facts. God, looks great. So, so a lot of... A lot of good, great, amazing things happened, like, specifically this week, but just since we've been on, kind of like on this holiday break, all right, yeah. since the Luchis, there have been some stuff that hasn't been so great, but I would be remiss if I did not mention this, and that is, rest in peace to Don West, bro. Yeah. Oh, man, this news hit, hit, a, hit a nerve with me because the type of lymphoma that he had was very similar to what my father had. Um, it, it involved the brain, and I believe this was his second battle, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But, man, Don West, to me, he's probably one of the most underrated wrestling personalities of all time. Yeah. Because I was one of those people that didn't hate his commentary. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed it because yeah. it, it was kind of coming from, like, a fan's perspective. Also, I really just enjoyed seeing him, not only when he was doing, like, these brown these brown bag sales, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, on Shop TNA, <laughs> But he was also doing those same sales in person at these live events and like pay per views and stuff. Yeah. I got to meet Don West a couple times in like the like mid two thousands, and he was nothing but a delight, bro. He was a uh, he was really a good dude, a very passionate man, a, a great salesman, and it, it hit a nerve for, uh, with me. So you know, rest in peace to Don West. Yeah, it was uh, it was really sad when I saw that the tweet from Mike Tanay on uh, New Year's Eve, I believe it was, yep. or, or the, the day before. Uh, man, yeah, it definitely hit me too. Just because of uh, you know, I used to be such a big TNA guy back in the day. I don't, not many people know that because I bury the company <laughs> nowadays. Um, but man, like early days of TNA, bro, I was all in. And, you were and all in on TNA. All in, and uh, the commentary team of Mike Tanay and Don West, man. Don West just had so many iconic calls, you know, like uh, that the, the spot. Um, I forget who it was. The the, the famous. Um, Hurricane Rana. You like Skipper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Like when he walked his, the cage. He walked yeah, the yeah, cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, everybody knows knows that spot. That was all Don West. Yeah, he was freaking out at that. Um, you know, just his commentary alone was fantastic. And right. then, like you said, the the brown peg specials, bro. You got yeah, it look, there. there it is. Yeah, yep. That's crazy. It was. It was. That was like probably one of the the craziest things I've ever seen. Still to this day in wrestling. Uh, but his call made it that much more special. Uh, and the brown bag specials, like you said, dude. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. The the first thing I think of when I think of him is those brown bag specials. I used to buy so many of those <laughs> at all the TNA shows I used to go to. Oh my god, it was just so such a fun you thing know, to like. You, know you just never my, knew what you were getting. Well, and one of my favorite things that Don West used to do for like these specials was like, listen, I'm gonna throw in a poster, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. throw in a hat, yeah. and listen, listen, they don't want me to do this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna throw in like yo, he's yo man, his just his personality. It, it it just oozed like you you were just gravitated to yeah, he was, yeah. he was whatever a sales he was guy. listen he could have sold you like a ketchup popsicle and you would probably right. bought it well that's why he was so like uh, <laughs> valuable to the company not just behind the commentary desk but because of that too he made the company a lot of money at merch sales right. which is fantastic the last time I saw Don West um, was actually. 2019 uh, All Out Weekend in Chicago. Oh, the first Starcast. He was working Starcast. Second Starcast. Um, it, you second know, it could have been the second, second Starcast, yeah. but the first one in Chicago, yeah. I think. Uh, he sold me and all my buddies this all-in um, plaque. It was like a small little plaque, really? and it was it was going for like a hundred and fifty dollars on online. Bro, it was like thirty bucks. 30, if you, 25, if you 30 buy it bucks. today, if you buy it today, yeah. I'll even throw in an all-in koozie, <laughs> yeah. dude. And that was one of the last times I saw him, and uh, he was still doing his thing, bro. I don't even. I mean, I don't know if he was sick at that time, right? Um, but he definitely didn't look it if he was. Uh, and yeah, just a, always a happy guy, and yeah. this seemed like a pleasure to be yeah. be around. So. Yep. Man, he'll definitely be missed, and it, it really hit me hard because it's just really sad. He was he was young, man. He was young. It's um that's uh that's uh, the the unfortunate thing uh, about this this cancer uh, Ugh, gimmick. Terrible. Um, and listen, everyone in this room has been affected by yep. cancer some way somehow. But you know, one year or for a couple of months, you could be fucking fine, and the next mm-hmm. thing you know, it's not that way anymore mm-hmm. anymore. So um, yeah, yeah. This this uh this news definitely uh got me sad, man. It really got me. To think about, you know, my dad as well, but also just because he was just such a great guy. He was a great personality, and he just seemed like a joy to be around with. Yeah, yeah. He he exactly how you see him like on camera was pretty much how he was in real life. I mean, for the, from the times that I saw him. So, uh, yeah, man, rest in peace. So sad. Uh, you know, condolences to all his family and friends. And uh, Mike Tenay was on uh, Wrestling Observer uh, talking about Don West. I didn't really? Get to, I didn't get to. Um, to listen to it yet, but uh, yeah, that's that definitely seems like a must listen. So. I wonder what Mike today's doing now because he was yeah. he's um, another one that's like a very underrated commentator. Oh yeah, um, I would love to see him pop up somewhere. I don't know where that would be, but yeah. even if it's like for a one shot, if he wants to do it, yeah, I don't even know if he wants to do it. I mean, he's put in so many years of, of work, so yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He's clearly not involved in the wrestling business because we would know about that if he was. But um, yeah, totally. I I love Mike today. He's he's fantastic. All right, dude. Since this is your studio debut, right? Mm-hmm. Oh god. I'm gonna ask All you the, the question now. Yeah, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna ask you. Where do you want to go? Do you want to go with the most controversial, not so great stuff, or do you want to start talking about some of the great stuff that's happened? I'm gonna leave it up to you. Whatever you want to do. So I think, uh, you know, the fresh thing that's on everybody's mind, something that you know just happened. Would be the Vince McMahon stuff. All so, right. I think we should pivot to that just to get that over with because <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time talking about this guy because God Almighty, uh, 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we could just jump All right. into it. Um, for those that have been living under a rock, Vince McMahon is back Ugh. in the WWE. I roll. Um, I roll the Literally, every media outlet outside of wrestling has been talking about this too as well. That's yeah. the crazy part yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, CNBC, Fox News, like you name it, they're fucking talking about Vince returning. Uh, why this is a big deal is because, you know, what was it back in July where he – he stepped down, he, you know, tweeted out saying like, hey, uh, you know, after being 77 years old, I want to retire. And mm-hmm. he kind of pulled the Mark Henry on us and now <laughs> yeah. he's back. Yeah. Uh, it seems like conversations of, of the possibility of him coming back happened back in like late December. He was having discussions saying like, you know, he was poorly advised of him stepping down and yeah. he wants to come back. And But now here's a plot twist, if you will. Not only is he coming back, but this possible sale – of WWE is going to happen. Yeah. And, um, you know, from a fan's perspective, I just don't want him to touch creative. I don't want him right, nowhere right. near creative. That's what I want. Right. Okay? But, listen, man, I, if the future of WWE means they sell the company where Vince has no ties, no nothing to it, and they still keep, like, a Triple H, a Stephanie, and Nick right. Khan at the realm, kind of like a Dana White minus the him beating on his wife type stuff. <laughs> like, if they like, the Dana White of the WWE, I think this is a great move. Like, I wouldn't be upset if a, if a an NBC Universal, yep. a Fox, or a Disney owns WWE. I would not be upset with that. If a multi-billion dollar conglomerate owns WWE, and Vince has no, it can't do nothing, nothing with yeah, it. He can't come back whenever he feels like right. it, whenever he gets bored. Yeah. I think this is a great move. That's the big thing, though, was what you said, backtracking. As long as a guy like Triple H is in, still in power and in control and involved in the company. And that's the big if. I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, oh, whoever no. else comes in, they could clean house. They could be like, listen, we don't want him here. We don't want this guy here. We don't got this guy here. No, nah, but they usually, they usually keep the core until for about two years because they can't make any changes because the second you start to make changes then people start tuning away especially yeah. with a tv deal so what they're going to do they're going to at least keep them for two years that's what i think Oof, i don't know it's it's definitely by the way uh, i called it like three years ago i told you guys that that's what they were setting up to do sell the company yeah, the the the, the kind of like the 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 silence in the in the studio right now. I just because yeah, because it's just like yeah, like listen, as a fan, we're fans now. I don't really care about the business side of like all this shit, right? Like I don't care who he sells it to. I don't care like about all that stuff. I just care about like you said before, who's in charge of creative, who's running the show, because that's all we're doing is watching the show on TV. I don't care about all these like different deals and that he does with all these different television networks and stuff and. And all that kind of things like that. I mean, just I want to know who's running the show creatively. That's really all I care about. And as of right now, it's still going to be Triple H because of that famous quote that came out where it's like, I'm going to come back and right. the day-to-day duties are not going to change. But I think Sean Rossap tweeted out. He actually popped the hell out of me with uh, with his tweet because he, po- he put that quote in there. And then on the bottom, he's like, I reached out. Uh, to people in WWE just to see if that was true because as we all know Vince likes to lie so so here's my next who knows qu- here's my next question <laughs> is Vince McMahon Uncle Howdy <laughs> oh god I don't know is, is he behind that storyline maybe who knows uh, I don't know um, here's a here's a controversial take that I'm gonna say if if Vince stays away from creative right mm-hmm. and he's just handling the business side of things when it comes to the, the potential sell of WWE right yeah if this is all he's doing, 
as much as and I get it, the the allegations and what he did, I don't condone it. I don't agree with it. Whatever. With that being said, it's kind of hard to argue for him not to be part of the business part of it. Oh yeah, totally. He's, listen, he's the one that made this into a, a, a conglomerate that it is, and made it such a big money asset, right? Right. Regardless how you feel about Vince personally. Listen, he has a right to be there, man, as long as he's not touching WWE creative. Right, right. <laughs> Dude, as long as we don't, like, see him or hear about him, you know, making all these decisions and, and releasing people and stuff like that, yeah, I don't care. I mean, like like you said, he needs to be there. He needs to be involved. It makes a ton of sense. Um, and it's going to be- benefit WWE, whoever he ends up selling it to. Him being involved is, is going to greatly help, uh, you know, the sale move along. And obviously, he's coming back to do this, and it is going to happen. Um, man, I just hope it's, you know, all those uh, companies you just mentioned, NBC Universal, Disney, or uh, whatever other one you said, Fox I, I, or... Listen, um, I, Fox. I think it was CNBC. CNBC. CNBC put out a list of, of possible buyers. Yeah. There's a couple other ones on there. I thought, oh, my God. Did you see the Saudi Arabia one? Jeez. Oh, man. That would, be, that would be the death of the company right there. That would be just like... It would be tarnished, the company. It, nobody would able to be able to respect it and look at it the same. If, if Just think if, about uh, it. Saudi Every Arabia... single pay-per-view is going to be a money in the sand. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Scary think... thought. I saw Netflix on there. I don't see okay. them buying it, but I saw Netflix on there. There was another. Oh, here's a here's a good one that was like, really? Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The There's same another... company that owns AEW. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, they, they license AEW. Well, they don't license. own it. Yeah, they own uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. TNT and TBS mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's going to get interesting. Well, what a way to start up so the year. For, so from, from a fan's perspective, where would you like to see? If, if they end up selling the company, what buyer would you want? Which one would I prefer the most? I think Disney, man. Wow. Hot Disney. take by Ryan. Yeah, Disney would be cool, man. I don't know. You want to see, the, you wanna see the WWE Network on Disney Plus? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Well, listen, I already have Disney Plus, so it's, no. uh, I don't got to go out and get a uh, Paramount or NBC, uh, whatever the heck, you know, all these other streaming things here's are. The, here's the thing, though. If Disney was to buy WWE, ain't necessarily a guarantee they'll be on Disney Plus. They could be on ESPN Plus as well. Works for me too. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like that's awesome to me. Like everything all, I have both of those to begin with. So it's all in one place. There's now gonna, obviously, you know, I I don't need Peacock then if, you know, so but there's going to be a WWE ride down in uh, Disney. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm it, down for it. I'm down ride, for it. I'm ride here. the Hogan. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. If if NBC if NBC Universal ends up buying WWE you could get, you could guarantee those AEW tapings that happen in Universal Studios. That's they're gone. Oh, yeah, they're it, it's over. Out of there. It's yeah. over. I wouldn't be surprised if NXT gets moved down there. Yeah, right. So they'll they'll rebrand Space Mountain to be like Ric Flair's Space Mountain ride or you know, whatever. Ric Flair's uh, Adventures <laughs> only on Disney Plus. So to me, the the three that I think that are plausible is Disney, NBC, NBC. Universal, which I think they, they're the top, the yeah, top one. So. And listen, it seems like Fox is willing to throw any amount of money at WWE too. I think that's another one that it's very plausible. Hey, the WWE's content, man, whether people are all in on the product right now or not, I mean, obviously we know it's gotten much better than what it was. Uh, it's a hot thing to to want to own, you know? Of course, it's WWE. Again, it's it's the Disney of wrestling. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This, it's going to heat up. It's going to get really interesting. There's going to be a lot of bidding uh, involved in this, and I wonder how long it's going to take. I don't know. I saw somebody say like maybe like three to six months. Um, it's going to happen this year, though. It's crazy. 
I'm going to throw this question at Leo and see what the hell he gives me. That Leo, is. any any chance of low radio buying WWE? <laughs> um, we have a one. We have a better chance of getting struck by lightning <laughs> while we win the lotto. Okay, okay. Um, Just a question. Just but, a question. But, again, with the sale of the company, it can go both ways. <laughs> okay. Just I think if we all so. put all, all three of our savings accounts together, I think we could put in a bid for it. We could buy one stock. One stock. One stock. <laughs> one stock. Okay. All I know is I bought like about a thousand dollars worth of stock of the WWE, and that was the best thing I ever did last year. Yeah. There, well, there you go. go. There you yeah. go. That's good. All right. Um. But they, but they are gonna sell it, and with Khan, not the AEW, the other one, you kind of knew that that was already in the works. You kind of knew like with everybody that they got rid of. At the end of the day, if you're not making money, then it doesn't look good for for a sale. So that's why they were getting rid of all the wrestlers, even though as a wrestling fan, you didn't want that. But again, they were cutting the fat and then they brought back Braun Strowman. <laughs> well, they brought back a lot of people well, that ain't necessarily... Jolly old Saint Nick. Hey. All right. Uh, I guess we could relate this with the Vince stuff because um, I have mixed feelings about it. So literally a day or two after our last episode, which was the Luchis, right? Yeah. We put this person in our top 10 women's list because she had like such an amazing year and she's improved so much in the ring she's great she's a great wrestler yeah and then she gets released and that's <laughs> mandy rose and i have mixed feelings about it because while what we know is a good amount of of stuff that we know there's still a lot of stuff that we don't know right right, right. so Mandy Rhodes gets released because she had like kind of like an OnlyFans adjacent type page. I, f- I forget what's it called or whatever. Go to the fans. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, Leo, wow, you Leo, picked that wow, out pretty quick. Wow. Do you okay. want to tell us something? Um, <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I, I don't. I'm so not gonna know, judge. You know, but. you know what's so funny? It was so funny when this news came out, right? I was, I was telling uh, um, this group chat that I'm in, right? I was telling, um, you know, shout out to Iridian and, and Lo and Casey. I was like. How come everybody's making a big deal about this Mandy Rose? We're like, where's the leaks? How come I have not seen yeah. any of these leaks? And I'm like, and I'm like, and of course I want to see these leaks for research purposes, of course. <laughs> of course. But like, where are these leaks at? But finally, I end up seeing a couple of leaks of what uh, apparently she has on this paywall. Yeah. But from what I, from what I saw, it didn't seem like anything crazy that would lead to someone getting fired. Now, allegedly, she was, um, she was raiding. Um, packages, if you will, yeah. on, b- behind this paywall. Um, she was uh, doing some one-on-one um, mm. yeah. stuff. Uh, listen, if you we, know, you know. You know, right? <laughs> now, we don't ne- necessarily know the logistics of all this. Yeah. But, like, I think where I'm kind of like, it's like I kind of want to give Mandy Rose a congratulations, but I kind of don't want to give her one. Because, like, if WWE went up to her and told her, listen, we know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You need to take it down. Um, we're giving you this to this date to take it down. And she was like, no, I don't want to do it, whatever. Then I kind of low-key give her a congratulations. And I necessarily don't necessarily feel too bad for her because, listen, she's racking up on this page. Right, right. right. Now, it, they didn't even give her the option mm-hmm. to take it down. And it's like, fam, you're not giving this girl an option. Keep in mind, she's your champion. She's Great. Yeah. We, 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 you would think that she was going to get moved on to like the main roster and become like one of these big contenders for either on SmackDown or Raw, and you're just going to let her go. Meanwhile, you got fucking the chairman coming back with <laughs> yeah. all the shit that he's – all the allegations, all the other dirt that he it has. never proved. 
And then as much as, I, you know, I don't want to bury this guy, but like Matt Riddle too, clearly he, something's going on with him, whatever, yeah, yeah. whether it's addiction, whatever it is. But And the Usos. Just based on what yeah, we're seeing with Matt Riddle, he doesn't necessarily seem like he makes the brightest decisions outside of the wrestling ring in his personal life. So it's like you keep that, that person on, on still in your roster under contract with all like the failed drug tests. And you don't give this woman a chance. So that's where I kind of have mixed feelings about it. So it's like I'm giving her a congratulations because she got released like when she's been in like the prime of her career. But at the same time, I don't want to give it to her because we don't know if they were even giving her a chance to take it down or not. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I can't imagine them not approaching her and talking to her about this. I can't imagine them just looking at this and be like, all right, we got to get rid of her. I mean, come on. She's like the longest reigning champion, and all it takes is for her to just say, okay, listen, I apologize. I'm sorry. I wasn't aware I crossed the line. I'll take it down. No hard, no harm, no foul. Um, but, I mean, like you said, she was racking up on this page. I mean, we found out she was making main roster money on this. Um, so... Honestly, if she said, screw you, I ain't taking this down, I can't blame her for that. She's racking in the cash. Um, I do think it's possible that she just does this for as long as she wants to and Mm. just racks up as much money, and then she ends up deleting it, taking it all down, and then eventually returns to the company. I could definitely see that happening somewhere down the line, but it's a crazy like ending to her longest reigning championship uh, run in NXT and and came to an end just so abrupt, but it's... uh, yeah, we don't know the whole story. We might never know the whole story unless there's like a tell-all podcast that she's on. Maybe, eventually, maybe she'll she tells talk to Jericho. But, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I can see Jericho's like, "What? Because you're just showing your tits out? Like, <laughs> like, like what?" Well, well, it's it's never just of them showing their tits. It's what happens is the WWE never wants to share the green. That's what the problem is with Matt Riddle and his addiction, if you will. It's not affecting the bottom line of the WWE. The WWE makes the most money on the licensing. The WWE makes the most money on her, uh, the way that she looks, right? On her appearance, on her likeness. That's where they make their money. So now if she's taking her same likeness, even though it's her, and she's making all these hundreds of thousands of dollars, that's where they take it personal. I think she made she made a million dollars in like in a little yeah. over a week. Pero, yeah. pero por eso, pero now you have a person that can go and... and did you guys ever listen to the the trademark guy that was with uh, Jericho in that podcast? No. It's called, it's called oh, Trademark Everything. Probably. Okay? If you haven't, go back and, and, and listen to it, right? Basically, what the guy talks about is that the WWE has been making back office deals with wrestlers' likenesses. Whoa. And they're, no, that was me up here. Uh, <laughs> with, the, with the wrestlers' likenesses, even though after they've been out of contract. So and that's illegal, right? So now the WWE with with this girl, they're seeing that there's no legal way for them to take that away from her because that's her stuff and she's making more money. So she's not dependent on them. So that's why that's why it bothers the WWE and that's why they let all the other stuff go. Well, it's just like the the Twitch thing too. Why they didn't they don't let anybody else have like a third party like in, um, you know way to bring in extra well, that, income. Well, that's how it they, was before. You know, now I think they're more open to their yeah. talent doing shit. Yeah, yeah but, but like I was talking about before. Yeah, you haven't they, you seen know. up up down down in a while. Yeah, you haven't yeah. seen that because the WWE had no control over that. And then when they took over it, it made it like shit. Same thing with the Cardona's page. You remember his YouTube channel? Yeah, his Long Island, uh, Long Island I'm story to think, or something I'm like that. I'm starting to think more and more Cardona's not going back to WWE. He's not. not. He's completely trolling. I yeah. mean, if he if he does, it's a rumble appearance for, 
I guess, the pop if people even care anymore. And then that's it. I don't think they're going to sign him to a contract. I mean, for what? For what reason? He's doing fine without them. I know. I know. I and, I mean, is Chelsea going there, too? Like, all I hear is that she's going there, too, and, and she's yet to pop up. So I don't even know. I don't know. They should just know. keep doing their thing now, on the Indies. Nowadays. But I can't tell somebody who what to do. Right. I mean, No, but you know. nowadays you don't need the WWE. You don't need AEW. How many guys do you see out there and girls that are able to go to New Japan, that are able to make a name for themselves, and then the WWE comes to get them? Yeah. So, uh, one uh, last bit of unfortunate news when it comes to WWE. My guy AJ Styles got hurt, bro. Yeah. Broken ankle at, a, fucking at, jinxed a, it too. at a house, uh, house show, mm-hmm. at a live event. And... Um, yeah, man, this is very unfortunate. You know, you have Rumble season happening, mm-hmm. you know, then WrestleMania. It seems like he's not going to get surgery. Yeah, so uh, it seems like he dodged a bullet because uh, I think he's like four to six weeks or something like that. I feel like if he had surgery, he would definitely miss Mania. So I think he could still be there for It's for either going to be – it's either going to be he'll make it by Mania or maybe he returns at the Monday after Mania. Yeah. Either one, but uh, yeah. it's unfortunate. But think about it like this too with AJ Styles. This guy has been working at the same speed, at the same level for God knows yeah. how long. And he's been And he's to... never really had, like, a major injury. So, yeah. eventually, something was going to happen, man. And uh, he's not the only one, too. I mean, we don't know the specifics, but Seth Rollins is yeah. definitely dealing with something, too, um, in the match with Austin Theory on Ugh. Raw. Uh, and then he That's tweeted out, want, bro. He tweeted out rebuild, uh, redesign, rebuild, reclaim, uh, something like that. I don't know, listen, in he, order. Listen. But that's not good. The last time he tweeted that, the last time he had to go through that, was like his ACL. So, I, God, I pray to God. Because he's on an unbelievable roll right now. I, I feel like he's going to get a big spot at Mania over AJ Styles. Um, so, man, I'm just hoping for the best for him, too. I mean, we haven't heard anything, so yeah. no news is good news. But right. that that, what, that cryptic tweet was yeah. not what I wanted to see. That's on not what you want. So. Seth Rollins and AJ Styles? Yeah. Oh, my that's goodness. Not what you want. That's a big blow for Mania season, man. A big blow if you lose those two. But uh, but have they given like any follow-up? Have they given any information well, on what Well, AJ be? Styles has confirmed that he's going to yeah. be gone, I, I would think, anywhere between two to three months, if I had to guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, nothing Rollins, about Seth yet, but yeah, we, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll announce it on Raw tomorrow night or something like that. Oh, but no. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm worried, man. I'm worried. It's it's. I hate injuries, man. Well, listen. Knock on wood. Let's just say Seth Rollins is okay. Okay. But let's say if he, let's say if he's not and he's gonna be gone. If he tweet out redesign, rebuild, reclaim, re- reclaim. When he does make his return, he's got to bring back his old theme then at this point. But I've grown to I love know, the me new too. theme so much, though. <laughs> so, I don't know. But, you know, his old, his first thing will get a pop, too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he just use it for, uses it for one, like a one-off mm-hmm. or whatever. That'd be cool. Right. But, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, whew. Vince is back. Rollins on the shelf. AJ on the shelf. Sad times in WWE to start off 2023, man. Okay, let, let's, let's change the tone a little bit and let's talk about... I guess two po- two positive news when it comes to WWE. Charlotte Flair, the Queen's back, and she's Woo! your new Woo! WWE That's SmackDown Women's Champion. Positive news for some people, I guess. Some <laughs> people are probably not happy about that. But but, but listen, I, listen. I know there's some gripe by some people on like how she won it. What was it, like 15 seconds? Who knows. It's Ronda fucking Rousey. Do y- y'all really complain yeah, about Ronda yeah, Rousey? Exactly, yeah. Listen, if you complain on how Ronda got robbed, then are you either just not watching the product or you're just like a Ronda like, apologist. Her best match she's had all year was against Ronkel Gonzalez, and, this just, and that, that happened the night she lost her title. 
I think a lot of people were, well, from what I saw on Twitter, a lot of people were like, well, why wouldn't you just give the title to somebody like Raquel? Like, have her just upset Ronda, and it would it would jump, like, it would literally push her to, like... That's true. And make everybody be like, wow, she just beat Ronda Rousey. Like, wow, she's a big deal now. Like, somebody new, somebody up and coming, instead of going back to the wheel again and again and again with Charlotte Flair. I think that was a lot of people's, um, you know, problem with that. And, hey, I understand fully... I don't hate it, though. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, listen, we're going into WrestleMania season. Charlotte's coming back. She's going to be the champion going in. Um, I didn't hate it either because, to me, at this point, it's just like whatever. I know Charlotte's Char- the go-to. It's going to be what it is. You know? I said it in previous episodes. Charlotte Flair's gimmick is that she's always champion. Yeah. That's her gimmick. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I don't hate it. And her promo was was uh, good on SmackDown, too, where yeah. she was like, listen, I put in the work. I'm mm-hmm. passionate about this. I mean, listen, it's not like Charlotte's not good. She's fantastic. <sighs> so, like, it's it's not like they're putting the title on somebody who's not good, like like Ronda Rousey, <laughs> but they just keep putting the title on it. She's Please. clearly not good. So, uh, I just this second run of Ronda has been so bad. I want her. I, I wish. I I wish that that was her send off, yeah. losing to getting yeah. squashed by Charlotte, and that's 1, it. One thousand. But um, ugh, man, I just want her to be done and gone already. So, talking about WrestleMania, where do we go from here? Who do you think wins the Rumble? Wait. Because right now, Bianca's still champion, mm-hmm. and now we have Charlotte Flair as champion. I, th- I think a lot of people assumed that we were going to get Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania, and then mm-hmm. maybe Bianca and Charlotte. The ship has sailed with Becky and Ronda, man. The ship has sailed. Well, I don't want to see that anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what's so nuts about this, though, about Charlotte beating Ronda in like 15 seconds? I made the same prediction for Becky beating Ronda for the Mania same way. the you same did. way. You did, yeah. Yeah, you did. On the show, right? Or did you on tell me show. All, all, on all the fair, show? On the show, 1,000%. Yeah, go back and listen. Yeah, if you want the proof. Yeah. Where they go from here? Gosh, I don't know. I think there's two options for the Rumble winner for, for the women. I think it's going to have to be either Rhea Ripley or Bailey. I, I don't see any. I, I can't see anybody else besides uh, one of those I two. I've seen, I don't know if it was one of these uh, reporters. I don't know if it was. I'm not going to say Meltzer because Meltzer's just been on a fucking... <laughs> he's just... Uh, he's been on a... Yeah, he's Meltzer, on some, Dave some Meltzer shit. needs to just shut the fuck up. Listen, <laughs> just admit that Sean Rossap has taken your spot because Meltzer, you've just been saying wrong shit after wrong shit after wrong shit for I don't know how long at this point. But someone said that one of the plans could be Rhea and Becky, but if that happens, I don't see that being for the title. You would think Bianca's yeah. going into Mania as champion, right? Yeah, at this point, unless yeah. she's dropping the title just to get it back in Mania, but to me, that's not even again. You yeah, know, that like, doesn't seem like logical same to me. Story, yeah, it doesn't seem logical to me. I think it's got to be Rhea and Bianca, in my opinion, at Mania uh, for the Raw title. As far as the SmackDown title goes, um, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Bailey jump to SmackDown, and uh, you know, Bailey wins the Rumble and then goes to SmackDown and Bailey and Charlotte at Mania. Those are the two matches I think I would do. I saw that. For the women's titles. That's not um, bad. Yeah, I don't know. What, what about you? What does Becky do at Mania then? Yeah, I don't know. That's 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 the problem. There's only two like main women's titles, and again, unfortunately, not everybody could be in the mix for 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 that. So, do you see? Do you see any in any world one of the the women's title matches becoming maybe a three way? It's possible. It's definitely possible. Yeah, possibility, yeah. right? Or maybe you know Becky's involved some way with the the women's tag titles. Maybe she gets a partner. I don't know who that is, but um, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Interesting, because it's Interesting. like somebody's gonna get left off. Whether it's Bailey, Rhea, Becky, you know, somebody's gonna. I mean, you know, 
if Bianca and Charlotte are the two champions, you know, one of those three is going to have to get axed unless it's a three-way. What um, I don't want to see is Becky and Charlotte. That's what I don't want to see on me. No, no, and I don't, and I don't think they. I don't think they can go back to that. I don't no, see that. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they could do that either. Oh, uh, that's um, what I don't want to see. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. There's so many question marks going in, but I mean, that's the best part about Mania season is like. Sometimes we know what the plans are in like November for what for Mania, and it's kind of yeah. like makes Mania season like eh, the Rumble eh. Now like I love the unpredictability. You just don't know which which direction they're gonna go. Yeah. Um. Just to I want to touch on one more topic when it comes to WWE, but just to stay on the topic of the Rumble real quick, especially now with this new uh, creative right with Triple H running the uh, the Rumble stuff, you you can't really kind of like figure out like what's the matches that we're gonna get right right like yeah. maybe there's like one or two like okay that you know like obviously like ray and dominic obviously we're probably more, more than likely you're gonna get that at mania mm-hmm. but like even with the men's rumble we don't know if the rock's gonna be involved yeah. is you know some people might think that oh it's a sure thing cody's gonna win but then how does like especially with the titles being unified right, like you right. don't you don't necessarily know what about this when it comes to the women's what if what if the, the 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 match is we're gonna get a unification between Bianca and Charlotte? That could it's be possible it too. too. Yeah, it's possible. You know, I don't know how that would work with the two networks. Um, you know, well, I guess the champion have to show up on both shows because I'm sure Fox would be like, "Well, I want the women's champion on my show," and USA would be like, "Well, I want the women's champion on my show." We don't have a world so. champion, so we're keeping the women's champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess it's definitely possible, man. I mean, um, listen, I wouldn't hate it at this point. One women's champion, one world champion. Instead of just having too many titles, I wouldn't hate it at all. Uh, but again, th- then that creates a problem of like, well, there's so many women on the roster. So it's like for Mania, for example, you have two nights of Mania, you have one women's title. So it's like, how do you go about getting other women involved right. besides two people? Or if you're doing like a multi-women, you know, three people, four people. But it's like some people, most people are going to be left off the card. So it's a tough, I don't know, it's a tough, tough one. We'll see what happens. I'm glad I'm not running the show. <laughs> I'm not going to make these decisions. Hey. Well, I think... Well, let me not say nothing, especially with Vince McMahon back. Let me not just not say anything. Yeah, don't, don't 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 jinx anything, yeah, or else I'm going to be knocking on this table <laughs> and breaking this table with uh, you know. All right, one last thing on WWE, and then we'll move on to some more exciting stuff that's happened this week. Dragon Lee out of nowhere. Yeah, this happened out of nowhere. Triple A has this event yeah. where Dragon Lee and Dralistico challenge for the Triple A Tag Team Championships against FTR. Okay. Yep. Did not even know this, this show was even happening. It was, it was happening so the same random. night on Dynamite. It yeah, was, it was yeah. on Wednesday a random night. Wednesday night show. Okay. They win. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. It seems like that's uh, the ongoing trend, especially what we end up seeing at Wrestle Kingdom, where FTR is losing all these titles. Dragon League cuts a promo, and he announces that he's going to the WWE after he just won the AAA tag titles. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, he did win the title. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So now Dragon Lee's coming to, to WWE. We, we're not sure when he's going to make his debut, but Dragon Lee is going to WWE, and, you know, there's some mixed feelings about it. I'm more on the positive side of things. I think Dragon Lee's a young guy. I think if you book him, kind of like how Nakamura was booked when he was in NXT, mm-hmm. I, listen, I don't think he's out of this realm of him being the one that dethrones the Braun Breaker for the NXT championship. <laughs> That'd be nuts, yeah. Hey, listen, I don't, I don't hate it at all. Make your money, you know. I mean, this guy's been doing his thing around the world for so long. He's finally getting recognized. He could be on a bigger stage. Uh, more people get to know him and see what he's about. You know, again, I know a lot of us are like, oh man, like we're concerned about how these people are going to be booked when they go there. But you got to think of the the human being himself. It's like he's trying to make himself into a household name, and and he's not going to do that 
in you know AAA and just doing what he's been doing in New Japan and things like that. He's popped up in AEW a few times too. But to make a name for yourself and to get people to really you know get behind you and and I don't know create more of a fan base for yourself, you got kind of got to go to WWE. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's always been the thing. Uh, unfortunately, he's going to NXT first. Uh, I guess you know, kind of to just to get familiar with how it's like. He's got to you know, he's got to learn. Cameras and he's got to like learn. Nakamura did. He's also got to learn to work that WWE style. Right, well. right. Like you know where to look and like how the WWE presentation is kind of like all about. So you know, get his reps in there and stuff like that. Um, I don't even really care if they they change his name because they do that to everybody. Just don't pull the mask off of him like they did with um, with uh, Escobar. They, uh, you know what? I, you could make the argument. That was the best thing for him. Yeah, I just, I don't listen, know. I just don't eight, think it's going to work for everybody, though. Oh, well, listen, so. Escobar, listen, Santos Escobar could speak perfect English. Yeah, oh, he Dragon Lee. So that's a good can. point. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm saying you kind of have to be careful of how you book him. You kind of right. book him kind of like Nakamura was booked when he, he had his run in NXT. Right. Because, listen, at one point, Nakamura, I think people sometimes tend to forget, like his NXT run, he was the most charismatic guy in the whole company, yeah. and he barely spoke. Yeah, no, he didn't cut cut any promos. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, obviously, Dragon Lee's a little bit of a different character, but yeah. you know, if you kind of book him in a way where his matches and his performances, that's what how he expresses himself to the audience or whatever. Right, right. I think. Listen, we could see some great things. Listen, Dragon Lee as a performer, he's right there with the guys like a Kota Ibushi or like yeah. a. Um, uh, a ricochet or uh, you know a bandito uh, Ray Phoenix he's up there with those guys when it comes to you know in ring uh, performances oh he's gonna get over just mm-hmm. be based on what he can do in the ring he's gonna get over no doubt about it so uh, yeah listen hey I don't hate it um, you know I know that's just again it's it's like every time somebody signs with WWE it's always like everybody's complaining oh this and that Triple H is running the show now for now um, so I have confidence that you know if he's scouting a guy like Dragon Lee, he knows what he's all about. He's not going to bring him in just to change his entire you know move set and presentation and things like that. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd feel pretty good if you're a Dragon Lee fan, you know, about him going to WWE. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, but I think the most interesting thing, like you said, is like yeah, he's still a champion in AAA. So that's well, I think they vacated the titles already. They already oh, they did. They, okay, they okay. The so they won the titles and vacated them. Yeah, interesting. Well, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Move. And now. Okay. Why not just keep them on FTR <laughs> and have them? You know, I, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. The, <laughs> I don't listen, know. we're not the bookers. Here, yeah, okay? yeah. I don't. I don't watch AAA, so right. I, I have no idea. All right, dude. Let's talk about New Japan, bro. Because yeah. man, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. What a fucking amazing show, bro. It started, I believe, at one twenty in the morning. Oh God, I let me tell you, I did not wake up for for one twenty in the morning. So. That was like a weird start time to begin with. Because that was Kingdom, a pre-show. That was right, a pre-show. Right. So like they never, but like I, they never said that. Like all, all the it was Twitter, on the, it was it was on the, the graphic. It was on the graphic, but it, it never said pre-show. It said one twenty a.m. Mm-hmm. So like to people tuning in, if you're not familiar, I'm like I I'm familiar obviously, but I always know Wrestle Kingdom starts at three a.m. So I was like one twenty sounds like weird. There's no way the main card starts at that time. And then like a couple of hours before, I was looking up like the main card start time. I saw three a.m. I'm like great. 2.50, 2.45 a.m. alarm is what I'm doing because I I don't want to wake up for the pre-show. I don't want to I, I want to get as much sleep as possible that well, I can. Well, let me tell you something. If I had my computer on right now, I would definitely hit myself with a congratulations because I was out at 1.20 in the morning, baby. Oh, my God. Um, I would have been so pissed because I did go back and watch. <laughs> I would have been so pissed in the beginning. Kevin Kelly goes, uh, we'll do our official introductions when the main card starts in about an hour and 40 minutes. And if I woke up and I heard that, I would have been livid, bro. I would have been like, you're telling me I could have slept for another hour and 40 minutes? Oi. So, I tried to rest my eyes for a, for a while for a bit before one twenty, and I 
I guess it I never did. works it out never, the way yeah, you want it, it to. Never, it never, it didn't necessarily work out the way I wanted it to. But I did like rest my eyes. So I laid down, and then but yeah, once one twenty hit, I was, <laughs> you I, was were all, I, I was all oh. in, baby. I was all in. You <laughs> had know, your Red Bull. Okay, have, well, actually, no, I actually drank a a lager, a Stone Cold okay, lager. Okay, okay. pop one of those, and then like, oh yeah, I did see that on your story. Yeah, yeah okay. I popped the lager, and then I want to say like. Um, right before Osprey and Omega, I was like, "Let me crack this Red Bull." Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, but listen, dude, uh, I do want to touch on a couple of uh, uh, things that happened throughout the show before we get to like the the heavy hitter stuff. Yeah. But overall, the whole show, I thought Wrestle Kingdom was fantastic. I love the flow of the show. Once the main card started, I don't think any of the matches disappointed. Um. I loved Wrestle Kingdom this year. It felt like old school Wrestle Kingdom. It felt like New Japan was a big deal once again. Mm-hmm. The Tokyo Dome, you know, especially uh, with the with the times that we've had the last three years with the whole COVID situation, whatever, yeah. wasn't as vocal, but they were more vocal this time around because, like, I think the the what do you call the the they could cheer now. They, yeah, they could vaguely, cheer vaguely, vaguly. You know, but you also got to understand than nothing or right. what we've been getting. But so. from what compared to what we've been getting, let's listen. Osprey cut a fucking fabulous promo, <laughs> oh like God, the press so conference, saying like, yeah. like you don't know what I've gone through. I think Jay White also cut a promo saying like, you don't know what I've been through, not hearing the crowds cheer right, or right. answer back. You know, last three years. So people that that are not familiar with New Japan, they need to under, need to understand the presentation of the New Japan product is completely different from any other wrestling you've watched. Yeah. The Japanese audience are not as vocal, not as rowdy, and definitely not disrespectful like we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely not. They actually abide by the rules. So right. they say no cheering. You don't hear a peep out of this crowd. Mm-hmm. Like in America, you would you would hear some idiot from the top deck who's drunk off his ass screaming and shit. <laughs> or, so or you know, <laughs> or like getting listen, dragged out by security due to due to um, unfortunate situations that are out of control. You guys cannot cheer. Imagine saying that to like an American oh, crowd. They're gonna be like, oh! yeah, right, right, <laughs> yeah. Oh god. So. And the, the the presentation also of New Japan is just completely different. Like, they don't work for the hard camera. It's just right. the performance that they're doing in the ring. So it's a different presentation of wrestling. I think a lot of people need to understand that. Now, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. I understand that. But don't bury and say, like, oh, this is garbage because it's not garbage. You're out of your fucking mind. But overall, Wrestle Kingdom felt like Wrestle Kingdom of old. It felt important again. And I was wired throughout the whole fucking show. Yeah, I agree 100%. It was the most highly anticipated Wrestle Kingdom in years. And I I saw a lot of comments, too, um, on Twitter because I was, you know, reading, you know, clicked on the hashtag uh, WK17. And I was curious to see what people were saying about the show, as I always am. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were like, God, I I was such a big New Japan fan for years. And I fell off the product for the past couple of years because it just didn't feel special. And this is this is like bringing me back in. Wrestle Kingdom actually feels important again. It feels like the Wrestle Kingdom of old. And I like couldn't agree more. Rest, uh, New Japan at one point, a couple of years ago, really, was my favorite wrestling promotion to watch, man. I'm such a big fan. I mean, I still am to this day. But I definitely fell off the past three years, I would say. Um, I mean, God, last year during Wrestle Kingdom, I didn't even stay up to watch the show. It was weird. I woke up Wrestle Kingdom morning on January 4th, and I like saw the results. And I didn't even watch the show because I just didn't care about anything that happened. Last there. year, our first show of the year, after Wrestle Kingdom, we went on the show and guess what we didn't talk about? Wrestle Kingdom. We talked about Impact's Hard to Kill. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when you know. That's when you know we're starting off the year talking about Impact. My goodness. Yeah. It's just... And, and listen, it, they also 
got dealt a terrible hand too with the whole COVID I know. stuff. Yeah, it's whatever. not their fault. And and yeah. they're not getting like their their some of their gaijin talent on the card due to like restrictions. So it's not New Japan's fault. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But this Wrestle Kingdom just fell right, man. Yeah, right in the man. Feels, dude. Oh, it, it brought me back into New Japan. I know we joked around. Um, when I saw you back at Full Gear, uh, we were talking about New Japan, and I don't know why we were talking about, about you, it. But, like, uh, you cancel your I was like, yes, cancel my subscription. I'm tired of seeing the charge every month. I don't watch this anymore. It's not interest, uh, not interesting at all. And then all the things that they announced. I think the next that the next day they announced Osprey and Omega, and I'm like, all right, I gotta subscribe again. <laughs> uh, so um, I I subscribed on you know a couple of hours before the show, and. Uh, and it feels great to be back, bro. I actually didn't get to watch New Year's Dash yet, but I do plan on watching some of that show, too. It was a cool show, and, fun um, show. It, even New Year's Dash felt like New Year's Dash of old. Because that, that, well, yeah. that's another criticism I've had in, in recent years as well. Even before the pandemic hit, where I think the last New Year's Dash that felt like a big deal was the one um, where Jericho attacked uh, Naito. Yeah, that And was where they ago. teased Jay White joining the Bullet Club, and then he hit uh, a Blade Runner yeah. on uh, Omega. Yeah. That was the last time New Year's Dash felt like something. Yeah. Ever since that, New Year's Dash just felt like a fart in church. It d- didn't feel like special, anything special. Because, like, New Year's Dash is, like, the equivalent of, like, the Raw After Mania. Right, right. It's like the startup of the new stories that are going to yeah. be told moving forward, you know, and uh, you just don't know what to expect. And I love how they had, like, a mystery card yep. for it, too, like a mystery vortex type of thing, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Um, and, and I just love how they went back to one night of Wrestle Kingdom, oh, too. Yeah. Let, let's just talk about that. I mean, listen, I love the WrestleMania 2 night. I think that works. Mm-hmm. But the Wrestle Wrestling Kingdom 2 night really yeah. didn't work, in, in my opinion. The, the double dash gold thing for the world title just was stupid, in my opinion. Um, the WrestleMania 2 night thing works. Wrestle Kingdom, it's it's better off the way it is just one night so well i mean th- there is another wrestle kingdom happening yeah but it's not there's not there's not let's be they I'll, could say that I'll, there is but there's not. i was telling brian zendik because i was like um shout out to him because we were like messing each other back and forth during yeah. wrestle kingdom whatever because he oh yeah he was busting your balls yeah, yeah uh, about yeah mm-hmm. i know about, he's busting know, he's busting our balls yeah, in the in the yeah, chat we'll, right we'll, now we'll, so. we'll talk about that in a bit but um we were talking about how like that's not really a Wrestle Kingdom. Like, this other no. thing that they, they, you know, they're facing off with, like, Noah guys, right? I'm like, now, if they would have called it Wrestle Kingdom Backlash, now we have something here. <laughs> Right. Now, well, then, yeah, then, now, you know. Then we have something. Right, here. right. Then we have something here. Oh, my God. But, um... So just to just to touch on a couple things that happened throughout the show, you know, they started the main card with the junior tag title match. As and, always, yeah. Yeah, with, um... Leo Rush and Yo, right? It's Yo. Yeah, yes, Yo yes. versus um, TJP and I forget the other cat's name. Francesco from, uh, Akira. Yeah, the Italian dude, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, great opener, bro. Fucking Leo Rush busted his fucking whole face yeah, open. Um, yeah. He had a pull out from, uh, I believe, uh, Bola. Yeah, uh, PWG, but yep. man, dude, um, great opener to start the show, and it just kind of set the tone on how the show was going to progress. Um, we also got a women's title match, where this is where it got really interesting. My only gripe about the match, before we talk about the the aftermath of it, was I wish they would have gave the women a little bit more time. No, maybe, maybe a lot more time. I feel like they could have benefited. From, I mean, it was like five minutes, five and change. Right, but credit mm-hmm. to the women because the time they were given, which they should have gotten more time. They really made the best out of it. They were beating the shit at each other yeah. for five minutes, bro. Yeah. They, um, Kyrie Saint successfully defends the IWGP Women's Championship, and then the lights go out, and then we get Sasha Banks, aka Mercedes Monet. Yeah. How do you feel about the name? Uh, it'll grow on me. I don't think it's terrible. Um, I know she was tr- uh, trademarking a couple different things. The latest thing I saw was she was trademarking uh, Monet Banks, I think. And I was just like, yeah, I think she just got to ditch, 
Sasha and Banks all together. So I don't hate it. Uh, eh, I think it'll grow on me. I, I, I love the way she says it. Mercedes Monet. Like, I just love that little, like, twist, uh, that little, like, you know. Oh, listen, I don't care what the, the fucking IWC and the people that were complaining about uh, Mercedes Monet, right? But she looks great. Okay? She looks amazing. She's a I think she's she, uh, I love fantastic. the hair. I know people were. Listen, the Oh, the hair is awesome, dude. I love Anybody the hair. Anybody who's. Oh, so many people were shitting on the hair. Bro, it's freaking awesome. I love it. And one of my friends uh, actually pointed out that it's. It's basically like fire. It like is flame, fire, yeah. Flames putting out her blue hair. Mm-hmm. Like so it's like Sasha Banks is like mm-hmm. dying. The character's dying. It's freaking awesome, bro. She's One of my smart. friends says it looks like a lava lamp. You know those the lava lamp things? Hey, great. That's sick. I want my hair to look like a lava Listen, lamp. I, I just love the look. Um it, she did um when she ended up, you know, she challenges Kyrie Sane for the for the for the IWGP women's champion, and then she hits kind of like a flat a twisting flatliner type maneuver. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Um I think if she wasn't wearing heels, she would have successfully hit the move. Yeah. I could be wrong here. Um, but other than that, I thought the presentation was good. And people need to understand, what you saw with Sasha Banks at WWE, you're not going to get the same presentation in New Japan. Yeah. New Japan is a completely different product. They don't work for the hard camera. It's completely different. It's not the same presentation. Take oh, Remove the WWE imprint you have in your head. Right, right. Well, some people can't. And again, if, if people are tuning in for her, because she has a lot of fans that, mm-hmm. that, I guess, follow everything she does, then yeah, like they're people who've never watched New Japan are not going to understand that. And they're not going to want to try to understand that, too. You could tell them a bunch of times. I was talking to my friend who, ha- who does not watch New Japan. He's, he watched a debut on the video of it, and he was like, Oh, the debut was so horrible. She didn't get a good pop. Well, I mean, you know, we just talked about the crowd, too, and the cheering. It wasn't really going to get a good pop because of the cheering situation to begin with. But even so, they don't pop the way U.S. crowds pop. And I was saying this to you off-air, too. New Japan is finally having women's matches on their show. Now, I know women's wrestling is big in Japan. They have stardom and um, Tokyo Joshi Pro and all that stuff. But they never had, you know, matches on the New Japan cards. So I just still feel like the fans necessarily don't really even care yet about the women you know like you kind of got to get them and the key word there is yet yet yeah that's why especially if you're bringing mercedes money (laughs) money i kind of wish she would have just uh, listen i don't hate the name mercedes money but uh, what if she would have called herself mercedes dinero (laughs) (laughs) for you that would have been easy but other other people would be like having trouble saying that but you know know, even mercedes verano that's not a bad name yeah yeah that's not a bad name i'll get used to it i don't hate the name but um we'll touch on mercedes again shortly because we're gonna bring her back into the conversation but um listen that california show where she's gonna challenge for this title uh, against Kyrie Sane. The ticket sales went up, so she's a draw, man. She's a fucking draw. Anybody that thinks like, oh, good riddance, WWE doesn't need her or whatever. She wasn't even that good anyway. Um, she's a fucking draw, okay? Yeah. Because a woman knew what he was doing when he signed her. Right. And I I questioned that at first. I was like, why is she getting a title match in the U.S.? Like, I want to see that in Japan. This is why. It Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. She's boosting up ticket sales. And listen, the, the shows that they have done in the U.S., New Japan, the past few ones, they've been okay. But like, remember the ones we used to get in California, like the authentic ones. The one I was actually at one right. of those, the the Golden Lovers versus Young yeah. Bucks one we used to have on Access it was, TV. It was bigger venues. Those but were the, like the problem was with that, and not not those shows, but like New Japan hit like a different realm the second the Elite left. Yeah, let's yeah, not yeah, act like a big portion of those shows did so such good business 
because of the elite and the Bullet Club. Yeah. The Bullet Club were You're like right. at an all-time high at that point. You're right. But if um, you did a title match like Okada and Shingo for the IWGP World Title on a U.S. show, like I don't know, just the U.S. The, the World Title is not defended on U.S. shows no. at all. I mean, there was the Madison Square Garden show that Jay White single-handedly like yeah, sold, sold out. out. You know, okay. who could ever forget that? You can't forget that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I don't know. Like to me, like they just don't feel big. But this is a way to get them to feel big. Listen, I'm still like holding Sasha, out. I'm know. still holding out hope that we're gonna get Omega Okada and American Soul. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's and, it, happen, and if man. that happens, I might have to fly out. If oh, it's God. not around oh, here, in a perfect world, it happens in Madison Square Garden. I know, dude. I mean, that's the, the perfect venue to do it at. The next Forbidden Door show has got to either be uh, Osprey and Omega again, or Omega and Okada. And oh. and it, God, at the Garden, that would be unbelievable. Because you, you, I guess you could do like United Center, but there's only at certain venues you could do that at. You can't do that at some like BS convention center or some like small <laughs> little place. You know, you got to do it at some historic venue, bro. You can't, you know, you can't let, throw let, that in the listen, Sears Center arena. AEW's giving. You know, West Coast, like a lot of West Coast shows, like yeah. in the first like quarter of the year, right? They get yeah. in Revolution. You know, they have the big LA show next week. Next yeah. week, listen, if we get another Forbidden Door, oh please, it's got. Just... Let's get it in the East Coast. Let, yeah. Let's get it at the Garden. Let's yeah, get please, it at the Garden, please. Yeah, I don't want to book another flight. Like, it's, I just want to take a train from my house. Uh, please, yeah, come on, give New York some love here, okay? Well, I know, you know we get Grand Slam, but like. Oh, you else. know what? Maybe maybe they should do Forbidden Door at a, at the, that arena where Grand Slam. I does know. It. I just feel like they, Tony's all about tradition, this and that. So he wants to make Grand. Well, Slam Tony, take the, the fucking there. panties off, right? Yeah, I know, just, right? Come on. Uh, listen, for Forbidden Door, they sell that place out easily. Oh God, easily, yeah, easily. Right. Uh, I know people are gonna laugh at this. Um, people are gonna be like, ha 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 ha. Um, mm. Hiroki Goto and yes. The man who shall not be named. Yoshihashi <laughs> defeated FTR with Yoshihashi picking up the the win. Big moment. Which for that the guy. that listen breakout star. That's the that's the travesty. He's already this. on our breakout star list of 2023, whether you like it or not. <laughs> you don't want to admit it, but he is. He's yo. I just he's terrible. He's not a good wrestler. <laughs> Poor I'm, guy, man. He's just not good, man. I don't know how anyone could listen. I know I love, there's a couple of people that just want to troll me with the whole <laughs> Yoshi stuff and, and the Yoshihashi stuff, and I get it. You want to troll me, ha ha. But like, you can't look at me with a straight face and tell me, oh, Yoshihashi's good. Oh God, yeah, no. You can't tell me that with a straight face. He's not good. And the thing is, he's paired up with Hiroki Goto, and I'm a fan of that guy. I think he's like the Dolph Ziggler in New Japan. I like Goto, but he's another one that just. Uh, Hmm. Snoozer, man. Wow, just damn, snoozer. Damn. Yeah, the I don't disrespect know. Disrespect on Hiroki Goto. Hey, honestly, like he's he puts on bangers, like you know he has in the past. But bro, I just at this point, it's just like. Well, you know what? I'm gonna blame that on Yoshihashi because <laughs> hey, he's holding he, him down because he he's slowing him down. He's holding <laughs> back Hiroki Goto. But overall, I thought this match was really really good. Yeah, um, yeah. I would have preferred another team to the throne. Uh, FTR like Aussie Open. Yeah, I thought that yeah. would have been the the match for the Tokyo Dome uh, Wrestle Kingdom. But whatever, it is what it is. You know. You know, Gato just has an eye for, you know, tries to keep his guys, you know, it. and give them spots. So I, I get it from a business decision, but I really would have loved to see Aussie Open pick up the win. But nonetheless, it was a good match. It was really cool to see FTR in the Tokyo Dome, man. It yeah. really was. Yep. Uh, the, the last show that they went there for, uh, for New Japan, when they, I think they defended the titles there. Yeah, it was. I forget uh, what show that was, but I had. It wasn't s- King of Pro Wrestling, was it? Or, um,. Power struggle, power struggle, struggle, whatever, maybe? whatever the power show struggle, is, yeah. uh, the November show. But I didn't watch that because I had canceled my New Japan subscription. So this is my first time seeing them um, in the you know the Japan in the Japanese like setting like that. And uh, I mean, they, they, I don't know if you were following on Twitter to see what 
they went through to get there too. Cash Wheeler had like a bunch of different yeah, uh, travel, were, yeah, travel issues, issues and stuff yep, like that. Yep. He didn't even know if he was going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made it like an hour, two hours before the show or something like that. Like, nuts unbelievable, that, bro. bro. I'd, I'd have so much anxiety. Like, uh, God, that's crazy. Uh, luckily, he made it. I don't know what they would have done if he if he missed it. But um, <laughs> sure, Dax Harwood went solo. To- <laughs> yeah, right. See, oh my God. <laughs> you know what's so nuts? Um. And it's crazy because they listen. AEW got me. So like, and we I want to talk about AEW like in, in more in detail. But I just want to mention this: how and Dynamite, the the fucking Gun Brothers come out right. Oh God! Yeah. And they were doing like the RIP FTR shit or whatever. And yeah, then yeah. FTR things play. I'm like, no way! I was like, I heard the thing. I'm like, that's impossible to hear. Maybe it's like a, a video package, but no, they were just trolling the audience. They didn't but fool me with that shit once whatsoever. I, I, at one point, I just completely like forgot that they were just in. Japan, I'm like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. There's yeah, no yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, nonetheless, it was a really good match. And uh, yeah, FTR has lost their third championship in uh, the past few weeks. So they're done. They got no more titles. Uh, we knew this was going to come sooner rather than later. I'd love to see FTR do more work in Japan. But honestly, their futures are up in the air. Uh, Dax kind of like gave a little hint about on the next episode of the podcast. He's going to talk about what their futures are going to look like and stuff like that and what they're planning on doing. I hope it involves Japan here and there because I'd love to see more of them there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, what more can you say about FTR? They are just absolutely fantastic. Dax and- Harwood has a... He has a really good mind when it comes to working people. He does. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, I don't think it's out of this realm of of anything is possible, right? Yeah. When it comes to like, especially just the the climate of the wrestling world, like oh, anything God, is possible, yeah. right? Right, right? So I don't think it's it's out of this realm. Like, who's to say they're not going back to WWE? I don't right, think it's right. out of this realm. I know a lot of people want to say no, no, but like, I don't think I don't think know. it's out of this realm. Yeah, but my gut tells me they're staying with AEW. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what my gut tells me. It seems like they both. Um, love and respect Tony Khan. I mean, everything that Tony Khan's been giving them. And I understand people could say, oh, you know, he's, he should have been giving them more in AEW. The booking hasn't been great. He hasn't really utilized them a lot in the past few months uh, when it comes to, like, the AEW tag team titles and they haven't been on pay-per-views. And I totally agree and understand, and that needs to change going into 2023. But, I mean, my goodness, everything that he's allowed them to do, from Ring of Honor to AAA to New Japan, having all these championships, having these bangers of of matches with... with uh, pretty much every team out there. I mean, the Briscoe brothers, listen, Vince obviously never gave them that opportunity, would have never given them the opportunity. Triple H probably would have booked them better. Um, but again, they've done so much to change tag team wrestling. And and they said in the post-match comments in Wrestle Kingdom that they're the only tag team to hold every single championship title, every single company besides Impact. But like the Ring of Honor, NXT, WWE Raw, SmackDown, uh, AEW, IWGP, they've done it all. You go back to WWE, they still got no tag team division there, you know? So it's like, what are you going back there to do? Face the Usos 47 times uh, again, <laughs> like like the New Day has? I don't like, want to see FTR go to GCW. Josh <laughs> hey, why not? But the only way they like, could do that is if they stay like with, imagine with the if, AEW. Imagine so. them against like the second gear crew or something. Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Or like even like against the Briscoes, but now like in the GCW like realm of right. it. Like, you know, like I kind of want to see that. Well, how about, how about against like Motor City Machine Guns outside of that six-man tag? Like actually like... You know, two on two, like yeah. straight up, like I have a, have a couple of matches with with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, my gut says too, it's a safe bet that they're going to stick around with AEW. Maybe not. Um, I don't know, like what the different deals are that they mm-hmm. could sign, but maybe not like full time. So like maybe they'll appear on the big shows for yeah. AEW, and then they'll have freedom to do no, like I mean, a lot. I, of I mean, they're signing full time deals, but they don't even appear on the, on yeah, the I mean, big that's shows. True too, yeah. So 
yeah, I'm, I think they're going to stick around with Tony Khan. I just feel like they got a lot of respect for him, and uh, I don't know why they would they would leave. So speaking of titles, we have a new well, we have a couple of new titles in Japan, but yeah, this one specifically, yeah. we have it's a coming like WWE. Uh, uh, they're we, ha- all these titles. we have a new Japan World Television Championship, and it was Zack Zaber Jr. versus Ren Narita. I this match was cool, yeah, and um, it looks like Zack Saber Jr. has a new home with TMDK, and I yeah. don't I don't hate it, man. I love cool. that. After Suzuki Gun broke up, now we're getting like these different teases of like like either potential new factions. The the only one that <laughs> cracked me up, and I don't know if you got to see the clip for it, was uh, Takamishinoku on New Year's Dash was like, "We're just four guys, just four guys." That's the name of the group. I did not see that. No, that is absolutely <laughs> hilarious, though. Just oh four guys. Just four guys. I love it. I love it. I Put ins- it on a T-shirt. I instantly got um. You remember the social outcast yeah. from WWE? Yeah, yeah. That's the type of vibes I oh got with God. just four guys. I forgot it was Takamishinoku, um, and I can't think of the other three dudes, but that oh tells God. you everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, um, I think said. it was um, they're taking this break up. Taichi, Taichi. Whoever else was in Suzuki Goon, right? Yeah. I mean, you got Desperado. Well, Des- uh, Desperado, Desperado. Ren Narita and then Suzuki Gun, like cause Suzuki Gun made the save for like something happened in New Year's Dash, and they kind of all three looked at each other. So I don't know if something's happening there. But I was telling uh Teddy from uh, Restaurants, I was like, you know what, I would love to see Desperado in, but it just kind of wouldn't make sense because there's like an inner feud there. I would love to see him in Lij. Gonna, yeah, you were gonna. I knew you were gonna say that. He yeah. fits the gimmick for Lij. The only problem is that him he has Hiro- like Hiromu. him Hiromu have like this yeah. ongoing feud that never ends. It's like right. it's, like, it's like they're like the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn yeah, yeah. Uh, of New Japan. They're always fighting. Yeah, but like maybe you know, like they just form a bond or something, and maybe even form like a tag team to he, something. I don't know, man. He would fit in there perfectly. Um, Perfectly. The problem is he he's him and Bushi are so similar. They both have the same right. gimmick, sort of. So it's like you'd have two of those guys in the same faction. I don't know. Honestly, and then they got I love... Titan too from CMML. Yeah, yeah. But he would fit perfectly in LRJ. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I mean, I know everybody's got to be in, fa- in factions in New Japan. That's like the gimmick over there. But just leave Desperado to be on his own, man. I think he's absolutely fantastic. I'd love to see him eventually graduate from the junior division and just go up to, uh, you, you know, know. If he got a little and, bit bigger. Yeah, right, right. Dude. Just put a little bit more meat on those arms. Because the, uh, the look of him is awesome. Oh, dude, I love so his look. Sick, bro. When he had that breakout in, um, I guess it was the um, Super Juniors, the year that they did it, like uh, the COVID year, I think, when they did it like in December later when on. When his like, mask came off yeah, and he started yeah. losing it. Oh, oh my goodness. So Freaking good. Ever, ever since then, I'm like, wow, Desperado's the real freaking deal, bro. Yeah. He's awesome. That's me, man. I love him. Um, Maybe he'll great. join the Jericho appreciation side. <laughs> hey, nothing's out of the question. You see him with purple suits with a mask. <laughs> All right. Um, what else we got here? All right. I want to get your thoughts on this. Oh, God. Tomatonga versus Carl Anderson. Listen. Listen. Okay, okay. Wait, wait. Oh, my God, Ryan. Oh, my God. Okay, Do we okay. we have to talk Bo- about Carl okay. Anderson? Okay, oh, before, before, before I – because I know how you feel about Carl. Before you say what you got to say, this is what I will say. And I, and I had this conversation with Brian, too. I thought the match was good. The only problem yeah. was the, the ending. How, yo, Brian had me fucking rolling. You know what he tells me? He goes like – how do you botch a stun gun? I know. I know. He said the same thing. To me <laughs> Bro, I, you I, know, because it's Carl Anderson. That that's the only answer I could really give. How do you botch a stun gun? And I and I, listen, I love Tomatonga too. So my response to Brian while I'm cracking up, I tell him like, there's just too much torque where he couldn't, <laughs> where he couldn't just hook. He couldn't hook 
you know, it couldn't get a good latch on the hold. There's just too much torque, but it's just unexplainable. How do you botch a stun gun? So bad, bro. So <laughs> bad. <clears throat> All right, so I don't. The match know. was good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the match was pretty good for what it was. Um, Carl Anderson actually put in the effort and looked like he wanted to be there because I don't know if we. I don't think we talked about it because I think it happened uh, after the we had the Luchis or whatever. What, what, Hukuleo? With Hukuleo. <laughs> I mean, dude, I didn't even have New Japan World, but I saw the clips. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, are you actually like, dude? Like he. He looked like the laziest sack of crap I've ever seen in my life, like like wrestling that match. That was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Absolutely completely embarrassing. I mean, you fly all the way over there to to Japan. You're trying to help a guy get over in Hikaleu. And, like, my goodness, like, that that was a pitiful performance. And I wasn't the only one who was talking, who was saying no, that, too. No, no, and no. I was, like, it, literally... It, it wasn't good. The this is exactly why I was, like, this is why Carl Anderson has no respect on my end. Um... And yeah, I agree that Wrestle Kingdom. He showed up. He showed out. Obviously, Tokyo Dome. How could you half-ass at him? And Come it's on. one of his WWE's. One of his best friends. In right. Too. So of course he's gonna put the effort in. Right. He was like, "Listen, fuck your younger brother." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But I'll, but I'll go to yeah. I'll go to war for you. Uh, <laughs> WWE is letting him do this, man. All eyes are on the show. So he finally put in the effort, but of course, it's a fitting ending to his New Japan run as he botches his own finishing move. Now I know he's not the one doing it. He was the one taking it this time. But it was so fitting, so fitting. I just couldn't stop laughing. I was like, ah, goodbye. Go back to the WWE where I still won't care about you. Um, and I know he had a nice moment in the backstage comments. If you watched it, he put over Tamatanga. He came over. He took the Sapporo, the beer. He cheered them off and whatever. He put them over and stuff like that. Because I know a lot of people online, and I will say this, like a lot of people were like, oh, he sandbagged Tamatanga. He did it on purpose. No, 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 no. They're right. friends. I don't, they're yeah, fucking... he's their buddies. As much as I don't like this guy, I there's no, I did not think he did that on purpose. No, there's no, no, no absolutely way he would not. Do that. Um, but I mean, it's just like, goddamn, man. Like, it's just a fitting way for it to end. So, since we're on the conversation, you mentioned WWE a couple times uh, when it comes to Carl Anderson or whatever. Some interesting rumors came out this week, also when it comes to mm-hmm. Tama and Hukuleo. Yeah, yeah. Let's start with Hukuleo. Fast forward to New Year's Dash. We get this. Uh, we get this matchup between Bullet Club, and then it was like Hiroshi Tanahashi, Hukuleo. I think Master uh, Yado was in there too. Mm. Waddle, whatever the fuck yep. his name is, he's like the he's like he's like Yoshihashi too. The only <laughs> difference is he could actually work. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he can actually, actually work, uh, but he has the yeah. same stupid look as Yoshihashi. Yeah, yeah. He's very he's, uh, he's yeah. very plain. Yep. But uh, I'll get to that in a little bit. But um, so. I, I believe um, Bullet Club catches the L, and then Bullet Club attacks everyone, and then Jerry White gets on the mic, and he goes like, you know, you took. He blames Hukuleo for everything. He yeah, blames yeah, him yeah. for him losing the title. He blames him on everything, right? And I know we're jumping ahead because we still got to talk about the main event, but so Jay White challenges Hukuleo to a loser leaves Japan match, mm-hmm. and everybody in yep. the internet starts fucking losing it, one thousand percent. Okay, um, is instantly. Jay White's coming to the WWE. Yep, Is he going to go to AEW? Whatever, yep. right? Um, so then I think within maybe later on that day, maybe like a couple hours later, news comes out that WWE is interested in Hukuleo. Okay? They must have watched that match with Carl Anderson and been like, wow, this guy's the real deal, huh? Let's go. <laughs> Vince is watching it probably. Well, listen, He's like, oh, I'm coming back and we got to sign this guy. Oh, well, it kind of, you know, the timeline now is kind of makes sense. Vince comes back right, in the company. Right. Now he they got the interested in guy. Yeah, yeah right. it makes sense. Not a guy I'd see Triple H being in, in, interested in, but nonetheless. Yeah, because it worked out for other 
tall dudes. And yeah, right. Yeah, league. I remember, uh, yeah, Big Cass and uh, Omos. Yeah. Omos and uh, what's the other guy that used to be with Apollo Crews? Um, oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, the Nigerian. Uh, wasn't Omos? Nah, Omos was his AJ. Remember that yeah, other I tall that, dude with the with the long uh, oh, yeah. braid? I forget. Oh his yeah, name. yeah, yeah. The guy that was doing the un. Uh, yeah, he was like the, the, the yeah. Who yeah, yeah, gives yeah. a shit? I, you know? I don't know. He's with Apollo Crews, so he was doomed to begin with. Yeah, but right. Nonetheless, <laughs> um, but then they also have interest once again in Tamatanga. Yeah. Hukuleo, for whatever reason, I could see him going to WWE. I mean, Tamatanga. Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like yeah. he's a New Japan lifer. Yeah, me too. And he said in the past, too, that he's not going to go over. I mean, I know everybody says things and does different things, mm -hmm. but he's finally, um, you could see how big of a moment this was for him to win his first singles title and be a single star finally, doing it in the Tokyo Dome. I think he's more than happy in New Japan. I think splitting up from Bullet Club was the best thing that could have ever happened to him. Oh, yeah. Really just go into a totally different, like, you know. Big, um, he's big, he's waving that New Japan flag, yeah. like, no other, the smile on his face. Yeah. Him buddy-buddy with Tanahashi now. Right, like, right. He's, like, a legit New Japan guy now. Right. So it would be weird timing if he ends up leaving now. Um, so I don't see it happening. But I understand why they would have interest in him. Um He's definitely, you know, I, I was always a fan of him in a tag team, but I yeah. was always like as a singles, I was like, eh, I don't know. But I he, lately he's been showing nah, he's up really and showing good, man. out, so he's, he's been pretty good. So, yeah, I can't see him making the jump. But, again, never say never. Hukuleo, to me, would be the one that I would be like, I could see him making the jump. Yeah, because, I'm I mean, not and, so much. Uh, listen, Hukuleo, I mean, why not? You know, what is he doing in New Japan? What's his future in New Japan? I would move on to the WWE if I was him because why the hell not? You know, mm -hmm. what, what? Hey, he's get paid, probably, right? Right, get paid. right. And, get, and like I said with Dragon Lee before, get more, become a household name, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I if I'm him, it's a no-brainer um, to go over there. But, yeah, Tomatonga, I can't really see. So we had a the the following match was a six man tag. It was a uh, Tanahashi, uh, Shota Umino, which is Tanahashi too. Yeah, he looks really. just like Tanahashi. Yeah, I does. love him. He's a, he yeah, has yeah. a star ring all over oh, him. Oh God, yeah. And Moxie has got to be like a proud too. dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Great Muda versus Lij. My biggest takeaway from this match, the match was fine, but mm -hmm. my biggest takeaway from this match was like, wow. Tanahashi and Naito are not in big programs for this Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Um, Naito, and here's my argument. With Naito, it kind of makes sense because, like, with him, his 2022 was hit or miss because of injuries, right? Right. He's been, uh, you know, it's been hit or miss with him, which it's not his fault. He's just, you know, he's injured, bro. Like, it's just you kind of never know what kind of Naito you're going to get. But Tanahashi, this guy's been on his A game all year. Right, right. So that's the only the, – it was just feeling weird. Like, I get this match had, like, importance to it because it was great Muda's last, like, Tokyo Dome yeah. match. I get that. And I'm not saying the match was bad. But, like, it just felt weird seeing Tanahashi and Naito not being, like, in, in big singles matches. Yeah, no, it definitely did, but like that's exactly the point that you just mentioned right there. To those guys, mm -hmm. this was a big time match yeah. for them. This is what they wanted to do. They they probably wouldn't have wanted to do anything else here at Wrestle Kingdom other than being in, uh, you know, Keiji Muto's like, you know, last match. So, um, yeah, you know, the match was what it was, but um, yeah, it definitely definitely did feel weird. I always look forward to a Tanahashi big time match at the Tokyo. One thousand percent. I mean, you know, come on, but one thousand percent. But, yeah, I mean, to them it was a big deal, so I understand it. And, you know, again, this Wrestle Kingdom had a lot on it, so it's it's tough to have big programs for everybody. I mean, sometimes that's what you fall into that trap with WrestleMania, too. It's like it's hard to get everybody on the show as it is, so to get them in a big match is even harder. So the fact that they were, they were on the show, nonetheless, it's not like they were in the pre-show uh, 
Rambo, like um, Ishii and and Suzuki and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Uh, fatal for for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. We have Takahashi Ishimori, the champion Desperado and Master Wado. Said it before, Master Wado. <laughs> he's a good wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but man, he's Yoshihashi adjacent. Two yeah. He's God, man. When I'm talking about, he is boring. He is fucking boring. Yeah. yeah. Going into this match. I didn't care who won as long as it was in Master Waddle. Uh, yeah. And listen, those near falls at the end almost had yeah, me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to have this guy win. But uh, Takahashi ended up picking up the win. Yeah. Um, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But, like, at this point with Takahashi, I feel like at, at this point in his career, as a fan, I kind of want to see him bulk up a little yeah. bit and kind of take on that, like, Will Ospreay role. Where he kind of dabbles in other divisions, whether yeah. that's the never open weight championship or maybe challenges for the United States IWGP championship. Um, I kind of want to see him. And listen, maybe he just doesn't want to. Who knows? Right? right, right, yeah. But like, even, listen, we were talking about it before. Imagine him and Despy decide to become a tag team and challenge for the junior tag division, too. That could be something, too. But at this point, it's like, listen, you're one of the. Arguably one of the best juniors in the world. Okay, right, right. you're you're fucking amazing talent. But You've already done everything in the junior division. Done, how many like times did? How many times are going to win the best of the super right, juniors? How right. many times are going to win like the junior heavyweight championship? I kind of want to see a little bit more from Takahashi because he's a talented performer. He's charismatic as fuck. Right, like right. I want to see some growth within the character. That's my only thing. Yeah, so that's that that's that's the big problem too. Is what I was talking about with New Japan uh, earlier. Is like it hasn't been interesting in a while because it just needs. It needs to freshen up a bit in in every single realm, every category. And that and I forgot to mention this when we talked about the opening match, the uh, IWGP Junior Tag Titles. I love that there's a new team, new guys like Leo Rush involved and TJP and Akira are Listen, great. Le- I, would be, and, I, would, um, I would never have guessed Leo Rush and Yo would become like right, such a great tag team, but it works. And for whatever reason, seeing Leo Rush in a New Japan ring, man, he just he comes off like you could tell like he's like. His love for wrestling has been like kind of like revived, right? Being right. in New Japan, right? Yeah, totally. And he looks great there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like those are st- like fresh people in within the junior division who I think could go for the junior heavyweight belt too. But it's like, yeah, like you got the same people: Ishimori, you got Desperado, you got Hiromu. It's like, and you know, Master Wado is kind of new. No, but, no, you just know, leave him out. Nobody yeah, wants to see him. You know, leave, exactly leave, leave him out. Leave yeah, him out. Yeah. Nobody wants to see Master Wato yeah. with anything. I mean, God, his name is Master Wato. Yo, like, he's Yoshihashi like, Ajays, bro. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Except he can actually work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they need fresh faces in, in the junior division, uh, really, in every, everything. I mean, even the tag, the heavyweight tag titles, there's really not many teams there. Uh, that's... That's why, like, I hope too, like guys like Shota Umino and Ren Narita become big deals because we need we need more guys. We need fresh faces in, within New Japan. I think that's been the biggest problem with it, and that's the biggest problem within the junior division. But um, yeah, the, the match was fine. Um, it didn't blow me away like I had expected. I, you know, I I found myself just waiting for Omega and Osprey. Like I was just like sitting there, like, okay, this needs to end because I want to get to Omega and Osprey. So it was what it was. Time Bomb picks up the win and. Uh, I mean, I wasn't shocked because he's won the title like 50 times. So, so he's like a Charlotte. He's like the good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Omega and Osprey. I had a crack open a Red Bull before this match started. 
Omega comes out. He didn't come out to his old New Japan theme, but he ended up coming out to that theme in New Year's Dash. But he came yeah. out to like a weird, like I think it was like something related to Final Fantasy, if I'm not mistaken. Some video but game, it's some video game stuff yeah. or whatever. I'm, but I'm way out of that. But yeah, I'm world. not into that realm too. But just to see him back at the Tokyo Dome, it oh. just hits fucking different, bro. Kenny Omega New Japan just hits different, yep. one thousand percent. And listen, just seeing him come out, I instantly was like, holy shit, Omega's back in New Japan. But then. What I was even more taken away by, you, I thought I was going to be just taken away seeing Kenny Omega back in New Japan, right? Will Ospreay comes back out, uh, comes out back to Elevated. Oh, God, what a His moment. baby face theme. Yep. Him walking down, his body language was like a baby face. It gave me vintage Will Ospreay vibes. Mm-hmm. I got even more chills watching that entrance. Yeah. Just the entrance alone. I had chills before the match even started. Yeah. Um, what a moment for both guys. One, Kenny Omega returning to New Japan, being in a big semi-main event in the Tokyo Dome, right? Wrestle Kingdom. Then seeing Will Ospreay come out to his old babyface theme, kind of acting like a babyface while he's walking to the ring. Oh, dude. It Listen, it, 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 match didn't even start. I was already blown away, okay? Dude, yeah. I, I, I was just like you. I was kind of upset that we didn't get Kenny Omega's old New Japan theme. But when Osprey came out to elevate it, it kind of made up for it. I was like, okay, fine. At least we get this. Oh, um, so yeah, good. just the entrances were so good. It was a legit big fight feel, man. Yeah. I was like... So amped. And, and keep in mind, I am a fan of uh, Will Ospreay's current theme too. Yeah, me too. I, I'm, I'm a yeah, fan of too. it, but I like it, yeah. but just seeing it was a nice surprise to yeah. see him come out to elevate it. Yeah, and yeah. yo, this match just took off, and we were off to the races, bro. This match, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to praise it, but I they know. set it's the, like, what they, can you really say? They like, set the tone for the year. Yeah, and I know the year just started. Overall, this whole show was great. I already put this down on my list. Mm-hmm. I put this match. I'm sure you guys saw it in my stories. On, yep, I, yep. You follow Alucha Outsiders. Already, boom, number one right now, Osprey Omega Wrestle Kingdom. This match, man, The listen, if this match had light tubes, it would have been a death match. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. If oh this match, if the only thing that was missing from this match was light tubes, then it would have been a death match. This match was incredible, bro. The story they told, the fact that Kenny Omega was working heel and Osprey was working baby, yeah. set a different tone to the match and it told a completely different story. <sighs> I loved it, bro. I loved it. And Kenny Omega picking up the win, I know some people were surprised by it. And guess what? I don't hate it. No, and I wasn't surprised by it one bit, man. And I, I, I wasn't surprised. Obviously, nobody should should be surprised about how good the match was. We knew this was yes. going to happen. We knew uh, you could have put it down on your match of the year list without even before the match even started because yep. you just knew it was going to deliver and be on there uh, when it was all said and done. But I mean, yeah, they blew it completely out of the water. According to Uncle Dave, they held back. <laughs> I don't know how that's even possible to hold back because that's how good it was. But man, it's like. They really made you want to get behind Will Ospreay. Um, the table spot was freaking gnarly, bro. Like, and then, hit, and then just, Kenny Omega sticking oh, his face through the table. Oh, that so big. Pop me so big. The, the fact that he literally took Ospreay's head. And, like, usually, like, when, when, you, when you're when you bashing somebody into a wall, a steel cage, whatever, like, you, you know, listen, we know how wrestling works. Their hand kind of takes the brunt of it. Or they put their hand in there, and then they kind of, like, you know, put their head into it, but not, like, you know, fully. Bro, Osprey's head went into this freaking table, bro. Like I, I watched it back a few times. Like he puts his hand there, but like his head legit hits this table and goes through it like three freaking times. And God, every it was unbelievable. Every V trigger, Omega hit on Osprey. Oh my God, I'm yeah. like, how is Osprey alive right now? What about the DDT on the exposed oh, turnbuckle? I mean, no. what the hell, bro? I can only imagine them pitching that idea and being like. 
and like to New Japan officials, them being like, "What? This is what you want to do? You guys are sick individuals." Like, and we got, and we got color. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got plenty of color in this ones. match too. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I mean Osprey had to be had to gig himself, right? Yeah. I don't think it was. Uh, it didn't just happen by accident. Uh, I think after the DDT spot, he went under the, under the apron and gigged. But um, incredible! My goodness, bro! It's like speechless. Kenny was legit taking over the entire match, just murdering Osprey. I was waiting for Osprey's comeback, and it just wasn't happening because <laughs> he was taking more and more damage. It was unbelievable, bro. It was uh, when it was all said and done. I honestly, what again? It's like it's funny because like you just know like it's gonna deliver. So I wasn't surprised. It wasn't like the original Omega Okada match where it's like. Like, you were blown out of the water at that mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom, whatever it was, um, back in 2017. 11 or something like that? 11 um, or 12. 11 yeah. 12. I it was 11. Yeah. Um, like, uh, we were, like, I was stunned by that because of how great it was. This, I was just like, well, I expected it to be good. And it over-delivered, if that's even possible. And six and a half stars, if you care about the star yeah, ratings. Right. I know a lot of people care about it, but it is one guy's opinion. So let's not yeah. go all nuts. But uh, it broke the scale. And this is not the last time we're going to see them. No. And I, I just felt like Kenny couldn't lose. So I wasn't surprised. If, if, there's, if there's any two individuals, right, at, at, at this stage of the game when it comes to professional, professional wrestling, right, especially what we've seen from Okada and Omega, right, I think, I believe the fact that Osprey and Omega held back. Because if we look at the Okada and Omega series, right, listen, the Wrestle Kingdom match was fantastic. But guess which one was better better than the first one? The second one, went to, which was the broad, the one-hour Broadway. Yeah. A year later, I know they uh, they fought at, at the G1 that same year, but the G1 match, was it was cool. It was a good match, but it was nowhere near the first two. Mm-hmm. A year later in Dominion, they go over, like, what is it, like, what was it, like an hour and a half? Yeah. Of an hour, I forget how, where Omega won the title. Yeah. And that match blew every other match out of the water. Right, so, like, right. I do believe that Osprey and Omega held back. And imagine we get, like, a, a trilogy of matches between these two. Yeah, I could see it. It. I said this to you off the air. This is the new Okada Omega feud. It's got to be. It's got to <sighs> be. I mean, it's not for the world title, but it's for going to be back and forth for the U.S. title. And uh, let me tell you, it's going to make that U.S. belt mean a lot. Like, it's going to make it, like, really, it's going to elevate it immensely. And uh, I think one of those matches, though, has to happen in the States. I was I was telling you this off, um, off air before we hit record, um, but I'll share this with you now. In a perfect world, okay, somehow Omega wins the world title from Okada, mm-hmm. okay? Maybe that match happens in the States. In the states. Who's, who's to say? Yeah, who's yeah. to say, right? Yeah, we don't yeah, know that, right? Yeah. Osprey wins the G1. We get Osprey Omega at next year's Wrestle Kingdom for the world title. And then Osprey gets his it. moment. That, that, that That's in a perfect world. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Yeah, yeah. But I would love to see that. I would love that, too. That would be a fantastic story. Because they already started teasing it. If you haven't watched the backstage comments, it's basically now the story that's going to be being told is uh, Will Ospreay has one more year. He's talked about how he sacrificed everything for years, and it's like, when is it enough? He hasn't gotten that big moment, mm-hmm. even though he did win the world title. I think a lot of people forgot about that. But I guess but you know what it, you know, it is? It what tarnished the, that world championship? Not necessarily the win, but the run is because he got hurt, right? Right, yeah. But right. then we had the story. You remember, remember we were talking about it in the show. We were like, the story was, now we have three world champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have... Well, Osprey out here in the States claiming he's a real world champion. We have Shingo as a world champion. But now Okada won the G1. And he's got but the he's old got belt. the old yeah, belt saying, right. no, this is the ultimate prize. So we right. had three world titles right, right. in one promotion. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I guess he wants to be the you know the undisputed champion once again. And uh, he's given himself one more year to do it. So what does that mean? That's probably going to mean a G1 win, you would think. And then uh, next year's Wrestle Kingdom, he finally wins the big one. Um 
and I love that's what New Japan does, man. I just love it. It's so great because it's like, and they, they've done this with plenty of people before. Again, they did it with Kenny Omega, yeah, where yeah, at yeah. that Wrestle Kingdom, and oh, I think it was eleven, like we just talked about. You think he's gonna? You have to win in the G1. You think? Oh, I mean, I thought. I don't. know, They fooled me. I don't know if I'm, I'm an idiot for thinking it or not, but I thought he was gonna win the world title. I was sold on it. And then they did it again at Dominion that year, and I was sold on him winning. And they didn't. They make their guys really earn their big moments, and that's what I love about the, it. So they're gonna make Osprey work for it, make you have sympathy for him, give him one more year, make you think he's not gonna do it, make you think he's gonna leave, and then he's finally gonna do it. And it's gonna make the moment that much more special, and that's what I love about it. And, and especially bringing things, everything to full circle. I, I a lot of people have this theory, right? Because Omega was so hot during that time that the IWGP United States Championship was a title created for Omega, right? And, you know, fast forward all these years later, he wins the title back. Yeah, yeah. And now he has a New Japan Championship, right? Fast forward to a day later at New Year's Dash, him and Okada are fucking tag teaming it yeah, up. Yeah, unbelievable. Just no big deal. Just two wrestling guys just no, being a tag team, know, right? Yeah, right. Holy shit, man. Um, uh, they ended up. Um, Facing off uh, Jeff Cobb and um, Hanari. Hanari. So, um, yeah, dude, uh, what a crazy week, bro. Uh, and we still got to talk about this main event, but Jesus Christ. Kenny Omega in New Japan just hits different in yep, every way possible. And New Year's Dash, he did come out to his old New Japan theme, which was mm-hmm. a nice touch. Did Osprey come out um, at New Year's Dash to Elevate it? No, or no, no, he went back to his, he old, went back to the old, one, so it was to one his current one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, dude, what a, what a match, bro. And coming out of this match... I already knew there was no way of topping it. There was no way. It the, was, only, the, the only two people who are going to top it is themselves. Right. If they have another match, that, that's that's the only two that are going to be able to top this. Because who else is going to? It, it reminded business? me of the tough predicament that Randy Orton and Triple H were in at WrestleMania 25 after mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels and another Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that incredible match, and then Triple H was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's kind of like the vibe I got. And listen, this is taking nothing away and we're going to talk about the main event right now between Jay White and Okada. Listen, I was pumped up for this match too. Going going into it and I saw my boy Jay White, and, you know, Jay White, oh, like <laughs> I'm pumped up, okay? Yeah. But um it was going to be very very tough to overcome the hill of what Osprey and Omega created and um you know the match happened, the match was cool. I think they told a great story, especially mm-hmm. those last couple of minutes with yeah. all the near falls and the finisher here. And and also, let me let me give um, the props to commentary because Gino, I love oh, that. Oh, he's, he's so good. He man. is hilarious. So happy to see when, him back. When Jay White, when Jay White hit the 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 rainmaker, <laughs> oh God, he goes like, "It's the Jay Maker." <laughs> And then they had Rocky on commentary, who's a big Okada guy, yeah, right. too. So I love that whole dynamic. Um, listen, the match was good. It's, the match wasn't bad, but it wasn't better than the, the, the match previously. But, uh, yeah, Okada now is, once again, your IWGP world champion. Mm-hmm. Um, my fandom alone, you know, I I wish Jay White would have retained. I know. But now it's also, listen... I like Okada. Okada's one of the best wrestlers of all time. Listen, if you say he's your number one wrestler in the world, I wouldn't argue with him. Because, listen, he made our time. I think he came in at number five in our Luchis, okay? But him being champion is kind of like John Cena vibes to me. I know, I know. I think, you know, seeing Jay White retain would have been cool, (laughs) but... Yes, it would have. It definitely um, would have. I was... I I didn't really know what to expect. I, I said to myself, I'm like... Can they really do an Okada victory again for the world title? I said, I said that to myself. So I'm like, I think Jay's gonna retain. 
It didn't. So now the big question is, you know, where does Jay White go from here? We know we know what Will Ospreay's path is going to be. Okay, it's going to be to get back to the main event picture, getting involved for the world title. Jay White's won the world title twice now, and he's dropped the belt both times to Okada. To Okada, but and and both times have been kind of just like eh, title reigns. Now I I. I understand that he won this belt in June of last year at Dominion, right? Mm -hmm. I understand June is a long time ago. But in New Japan, that's Dominion is the worst time to win the belt because you really don't defend it that much because then you have the G1 right after that. You don't defend it in the G1. And then you have, I think, two shows, the King of Pro Wrestling and the Power Struggle show. Okay, you have two world title defenses there. And then you have Wrestle Kingdom where he ultimately lost the belt. So he had two, two defenses in this reign. It was, a, it was a lackluster run again. So it's like, Here's my what is he going to do? Win it a third time somewhere down the line? I just feel like I don't really know what more there is for Jay White to really do in New Japan. Here's my hot take. We don't know what the future holds for Jay White, mm -hmm. all right, as of yet. We don't know what's going to happen. Throw him in the rumble. <laughs> well, that, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Um, here's my hot take about Jay White. Jay White has better runs with titles that are never the world title. He had a better run as never yeah. openweight champion. Yeah. He had a better run as United States champion. He had a better run as intercontinental champion. Yeah. He has better runs with, I won't say mid-card titles, but other titles that are not the world title than when he's world champion. He should be the one that beats Kenny Omega for the United States championship at some point. I, I don't hate it. I think because that, that's a story that we still haven't been told. Yes. And the, the thing is, too, if you remember... Jay White defeated Kenny Omega yes. for the United States champion. So the story you tell is right there in front of your eyes. Yeah, but the, and that was a different Jay White at the time, mm -hmm. too. And that whole entire match yep. got overshadowed because after that post-match was when the Golden Lovers got reunited. Ima so. Imagine the promos you get from that, too. Jay White saying, like, I'm the better leader of Bullet Club yeah, yeah. compared to you, compared to what you were doing yeah. when you was in the position I was. I have your... Your chip now. Now, how do you finish off telling that story? So, like, boom, Jay White captures the United States Championship, right? Um, Kenny Omega, you know, obviously, listen. Also, you got to remember too, Kenny Omega's back in New Japan, but that's not his home promotion, right? Right. He still has business in AEW. He's going right? to do the big shows right. there most likely, but he's not going to be there every tour. Now, I don't know how do you tell this story. How we get to like maybe. This is all fantasy booking here, right, right? Right, right? So, like, if Jay White takes away the United States Championship from Kenny Omega, right? You have Jay White run with the United States title. I don't know how you somehow bring back the Osprey Omega story. Yeah, yeah. You do that, and if Osprey ends up winning the championship at, at the and you know at next year's Wrestle Kingdom, there you go. And then if Jay White's still around, I don't know what you do with Jay White. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't... Because I, I, I also think there's a story between Osprey and Jay White that hasn't been told either. Yeah, yeah. The problem with that is, like, you know, are they going to do two... Well, as f they wouldn't do those two feuding for the world title. In, I in a perfect... Not, I think they're going to do two guys' jeans going for the IWGP world title. Well, listen, who knows? Maybe we get Omega and Osprey at, at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know. In okay. a perfect world, okay? In a perfect world, won't happen. Mm -hmm. It won't happen. But yeah. if, we get to, if we get Okada and Omega... I don't know how we get to that point, right? Because right. somehow o Omega has to pick up a win or, like, there's got to be a challenge thrown. Maybe yeah. he doesn't pick up a win. Maybe it's just a challenge thrown. Right. And then Omega wins the world title at Forbidden Door. Right. Who's right. to say? Right. Who's to say, right? Mm -hmm. 
The biggest thing is how do you get the United States title off of Omega? And I think Jay White's the answer. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just feel I think I think Kenny's wrapped up with Osprey for the time being, so it'd be weird to just jump Jay White into that scenario. Um, because then what are again, unless Omega and Osprey are fighting for the world title somewhere down the line. Listen, we but, have we have because they're in bed together. We have one of these AEW shows where Jay White and company shows up in AEW, and maybe mm-hmm. they, I don't know, they challenge in a tag match or something. Maybe there's like a uh, a six man tag non title because mm-hmm. we don't know if the elite's gonna win the trios titles or not. I don't right, fucking know. Right. And Jay White picks up a win right there, and then that's his call. Like I want a United States Championship match. Like I said, I don't hate it, man. But anything involving those three guys, Osprey, Omega, and Jay White. I don't really care what happens because I love all three guys. So, uh, and yeah, listen, Jay White, he needs something to do. He needs something to go for now because I really just feel like at this point, and I don't want to see him leave New Japan necessarily. I don't but, either, bro. But, you know, I think I would, if he did leave it for something like an AEW, I think I'd be okay with it because, of course, he can go back and forth. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just feel like there's he's done everything. Grand Slam Jim, he's done everything now. Two time IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. I mean, what else is he going to really do? He said he doesn't want to rematch with Okada. Please let them be done wrestling each other at least for a few years. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do. All right, let's move on to some AEW stuff. Actually, we're going to relate it to New Japan as well. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about Sasha Banks, Mercedes Money. Money. Uh, Mercedes Dinero. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about her, and there's been all this speculation since they made the, the, the announcement a couple, about a month ago at this point, where Britt Baker challenged. Soraya to a tag match at the LA show if Soraya could find a partner. They never announced a partner, right? Yeah. yeah everybody went fucking nuts. It's got to be Sasha Banks. It's got to be Sasha Banks, okay? Uh, this past week on Dynamite, we got the announcement. Well, first of all, we got this Britt Baker and, and um, Jamie Hayter promo, backstage uh, promo where, you know, they start saying, like, how they're the the ones that, you know, have been carrying division. You know, she's a champion. And then Britt Baker, you know, winked in the nod and said, I'm the boss. Okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, that could be a troll who fucking knows. Yeah, yeah. Then you get the Soraya promo. And then she says, she's sitting in between uh, Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm. And she's like, I'm sitting next to one of the best wrestlers, women's wrestlers, blah, blah, blah. She says her partner's going to be Tony Storm. Shida's just looking in de- delusional. Like, what the hell? People still think that, Sor- that, that Sasha Banks is going to show up in AEW, right? Yeah. There's a lot of different ways this could play out. This could play out on how we're seeing it right now where Tony Storm is just a tag partner and you know what? They have the match and they have the match and that's it, right? I just feel like why why even tease the people? I know. They should have they should have closed the door on any rumors or any speculation like the fine week and they should have made the announcement it's going to be Tony Storm. Something. They should have done that. They shouldn't have let this drag or they're really being quiet in this and we're going to see some type of Mercedes involvement. Maybe she isn't the partner, mm-hmm. but maybe she's sitting in the audience. Maybe she comes out. We we don't know. Yeah. What if also, you know, her car sheet attacks Tony Storm before the, you know, right, earlier right. night. You know, she's now like straight heel mob boss Yakuza type gimmick and suits, yeah. and she attacks fucking Tony Storm, and yeah. Mercedes Monet does make her debut as a partner. Plot twist. After the match, she attacks Soraya, and right. she's a fucking heel. Right, right. We, there's so many different directions this could go, but if it's not Mercedes Monet, I think the fan base needs to just chill out and just yeah. I, I, don't fucking hijack the show 
Don't cheer for Sasha Banks and Mercedes Monet. Don't, I don't do think, that. Yeah, yeah. Don't I, do that. I don't think they will just because it's an AEW crowd. It's it's different. Um, I just feel like they wouldn't. I don't know if they would hijack it like that. I I don't, we not. haven't really seen that before, right? So like, I don't I really hope think not, so. It could be hit or miss, bro. Yeah, who knows? I, they definitely should not have teased a mystery partner. Okay, they definitely should have done this match from the get go. And then if they do end up having her come in, it's like a total shock and surprise and to everybody. They could have cut like an angle or something where right. it led to like the mystery partner right. or something. But them doing this Tony Storm thing. Last week, announcing her as the partner tells me that they are telling us not to get our hopes up. But there's still a possibility of her coming in. I think that, see, I don't know if she's coming or not. If she does come, I think it's she's just not going to wrestle just because maybe, God forbid, New Japan doesn't want her to get injured before the San Jose yeah. show. That's she, happened in February 18th, I'm not yeah. mistaken. Maybe New Japan says to Tony Khan, listen, like, we secured her to a deal. She's our talent. We don't want her wrestling for you before she wrestles for us. Mm-hmm. So that type of thing like that. Um, so then she comes in after the match. And maybe Tony was under the impression that she was going to be wrestling. And then he had to do a flip-flop where it's like, okay, well, we could at least have her come. But we we need to have somebody else be the partner. And then she'll come post-match. So I don't think it's out of the question that she's not coming. But, you know, if she doesn't, I yeah, I agree. I don't think anybody should be underwhelmed. Listen, the women's division in AEW is freaking fantastic right now. Okay, one thousand percent. So they they don't need her. Of course, having her is like a added bonus. It's like it's like hitting the jackpot. Um, but like like Dave Meltzer says, he says that you know she's WWE's under the impression that she's coming back. Um, Meltzer's you know, a jack. <laughs> so, listen, I, I know people respect Meltzer, but like Mel- <sighs> like uh, there's since we're on the topic of, of this rumor shit, there was another thing that came out this week that that the Young Bucks... Um, yeah, in the contract negotiations. Negotiations, yeah. whatever. And then Meltzer went on record saying, like, oh, well, the number's not even close. Well, that doesn't mean they're not in negotiations. Right, right. Like, it's, I don't know. I just think anybody that has this mindset that Sasha Banks is going to return at the Rumble, you're, you're to me, I, I think you're an idiot. Now, if I'm wrong... At the following episode of the yeah, Luchis, right. I will hit myself with the congratulations button, and I will be like, hey, I was wrong. Because I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. But I just think you got to be a complete idiot if you think Sasha Banks is really going to return at the Rumble, even yeah, if it's for right. a one-off. Right. After you're promoting yourself as Mercedes Monet, the hair gimmick that you're talking about, you actually think with all this different promotion and all these changes she's doing, she's going to go back to her old gimmick. And return at the Rumble for a one-off, you're out of your fucking mind. Uh, yeah, I mean, anybody who's thinking that, I mean, my goodness. Uh, Those are the same people that think that, that are happy that Vince McMahon is back in the company, too. Oh, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, it, it falls into the same category. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Listen, Dynamite next week looks like the most stacked Dynamite that Jace. I think we've ever had. Pay-per-view it's, Jace. It's, it's, 1,000%. It looks like an all-timer. I mean, between the um, Escalera de la Muerte. Oh. Um, the mocks in the hangman match and the p- possibility of Mercedes Monet making her debut. I mean, my God, it's going to be must-see. Um, I can't wait. Uh, okay, moving on to some other things that happened at Dynamite. This MJF Brian Danielson promo. Yeah. God, <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, man. Um, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was... I thought it was hilarious. Um the bashing of MJF's mom, rightfully uh, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, MJF brought it to himself, but <laughs> just the fact that um, you know, when you when you see this on paper, you're like, yo, MJF's just gonna eat up Brian, but Brian held his own. Yeah. Um listen, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Like we know like Brian Dance is one of the best wrestlers in the world, okay? But 
you know, when it comes to his mic skills, people don't give him enough credit because yeah. Brian is not a terrible promo. Anybody that thinks that, you're an idiot. But, man, the, the back and forth between these two were, were great. And the the plot twist here, if Brian ends up going on this run and winning all his matches, the plot twist here is at Revolution, yeah, they're going to have a match, but it's going to be an Iron Man match, which tells me that AEW Revolution is going to end at 4 in the morning. Oh, no, I was going <laughs> to clap, and I thought you were going to say, which tells me AEW Revolution is no. going to be Tony's cut down gonna be to like, a shorter nope, card. Tony's going to clap nope. it here. Like, Tony said... Oh my Listen, God. we have a stack card. Oh we God. have an Iron Man match. Oh no. This is going to be one of the best, um, oh you know, cards in, in AEW history. We're going to get a 12-match card 1,000%. <laughs> start this shit earlier if you're going to do that. Start it at 7 o'clock. Start it, I mean, God, I, we might have to start it at 4 p.m. We might have to go to the Ring of Honor. Maybe that's why he was testing out Ring of Honor <laughs> Final Battle at 4 p.m. Because he wants to start the show at 4 p.m. We're going 4 to midnight, baby, for AEW Revolution. Oh my goodness, man! Oh my God! I, this card, this card better be eight freaking matches, bro! I swear to God! Listen, I, I think I, you know what? Titles. I think eight matches might be a little bit too much for an out Iron Man match. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. All right, cut it down even more. Fine. Give works me, for me, give me a War Game Survivor Series type card. Six it matches works for me, bro. Quality over quantity. You know, Tony's not gonna do that. <laughs> I know he's not. He's not gonna let. He's not gonna let that happen. But yeah, I love the whole entire thing. The whole entire segment was awesome, and I love how the Iron Man match makes sense because MJF keeps saying he's the best wrestler in the world, and what a way to prove it than wrestling the best wrestler in the world, Ryan Danielson, for an hour. So good. It's an awesome story. It's beautiful. So the only good. thing I hate is how they gave that away to us right now because it's like... You think you should have waited? Like, waited yeah, waited for Brian to accomplish all the wins? Yeah. So he's, fa- he's facing Takeshita next week, right? He's Which, that should awesome. be a banger. Yeah. Any guesses on what's going to be the follow-up? What what other I opponents no are you gonna get? I don't know if uh, it's gonna be MJF picking his uh, picking the opponents or whatnot. I have no clue. But Wardlow, I would like to see. <laughs> yeah, right. I kind of would like to see, and I know this kind of goes against everything that we, we kind of said on on this show when it comes to like keep your AEW talent. But if you're if listen, if you're bringing if you're bringing like AR Fox. No, like bringing like <laughs> bringing like Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, bringing yeah. like Shingo or well, so. so. Well, see this. So this is an example of where I won't hate that because it makes sense of why you're bringing these guys and you're bringing outsiders right. to throw Danielson off because right. he has no idea. That's when it's okay to incorporate these type of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The only thing I hate too is like this is this is literally the same exact MJF story over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Punk. Jericho, yeah. Warlow, that, that's same just the same freaking Cody. Cody, he had to get to go through, go through ups and downs, and it's just like every single time the guy triumphs. So why does MJF think this time is going to be any different? You know, and again, us as as viewing audience, it's like okay, we obviously know that if they're telling us O'Brien oh, Danielson, he's got to jump through these hoops in order to get the match with MJF. We're not stupid. We know he's going to do it. But now that you're already giving away what the match is going to be on the pay-per-view. Now everybody even knows even more that he's going to do it. So it just, to me, I feel like they definitely should have waited. Um, it's not like it's not like you are you want people to order the pay-per-view right this second. The pay-per-view is in March. So it's like they didn't need to give that away. Yeah, right I wish the they could have waited but, too for the match reveal because like imagine like two weeks to the pay-per-view, that's when they make the announcement. Right, he's right. He's like, you know, Max, 
You know, Maxi Pad. You, Maxi you, Pad. You know, you, yeah. you call yourself the best wrestler in the world. Why do you prove it with me and an Iron Man match? Right, right. Yes, yes, Right, yes, right. Yes. End the show that way yeah. and get people excited. And then MJF is just like, just, you know, he looks like he just took a shit on himself. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. Just, yeah. Ugh, yeah. That, so that's good. what I would have done, but it's not the worst thing in the world, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's definitely cool. Okay, one last thing and we'll wrap up. It was kind of in front of my face, but just seeing it happen, I'm like, wow, they really did it. And that was Darby Allen defeating yeah. Samoa Joe for the TNT Championship. Listen, it was a great moment. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good match, too. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe, I think he's been like his run right now in AEW, like just him just racking up all these wins and, you know, at, at one point holding both these titles. I think he's been an, a bit underrated. Like he's been putting on some pretty cool performances. And I love the whole king of, of television gimmick now. Um, mm-hmm. Now, he's not the king of television know, anymore. Should have continued, man. Should have continued. Yeah. But um, I don't necessarily hate Darby Allen winning uh, the TNT Championship because if we for, people tend to forget when he won it the first time, it was during the pandemic era. Mm-hmm. So he didn't really get yeah, to get yeah. like the whole shine and really get to hear the crowd of appreciation of him being champion. Now, he kind of will. I do feel like he's going to be a transitional champion. And I don't think he's going to hold that title much long, like long wise. Like kind of like how um, we had previous team. Well, you know what? If you think about it, the TNT title has been the title that kind of bounces off, um, off of people yeah, more often than not. If you really think about it, so I don't expect this title run to be that long. We'll see so what happens. Like, what did they do? They did it for a pop in his hometown. See, that's what I hate about it. It's like I understand that, but I just feel like it's like it's like. Bad timing. I think Samoa Joe is on a great run right now as the king of television, beating everybody in his path. I would have liked to see that continue a little bit more. Um, Who's to say that he won't get it back, though? Yeah, I mean, that's true, yeah. Listen, uh, I, listen. I know this is a very unpopular opinion, but, you know, we had Battle of the Belts this past week, right? Yeah. And we had a rematch between Jared and Lethal against the Acclaim. I know people wouldn't like this, but if we were going to get that rematch, even if shenanigans purposes, I kind of would have wanted to see Jay Lethal and Jared win the title just to people oh, lose God. their fucking minds, and then uh, the Acclaim gets the title back two days later. I wouldn't hate it. People yeah. forget, like in the Attitude Era, in the in the early two thousand, in the nineties, in the late nineties, we used to get, we just see like titles bounce back and forth yeah. between like high, like like high, you know, like people that were getting a lot of TV time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like in this specific case, especially with shenanigans included, for a claim to get the titles back two days later, I wouldn't necessarily have hated it. Yeah, you know, we definitely would have gotten a lot of people heated over that. Right, and it kills you... their momentum and this and that, which I understand. But as long as they get it back, it's in Samoa Joe wins it back at the, you know, in a couple of weeks. Then I guess no harm, no foul. You right. get Darby on a nice moment there in front of his hometown crowd. Um, will they do it? I don't know. Where Samoa Joe goes from here, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Let it play out, right? That's what they say. Gotta let it play out. Because who's to say that Samoa Joe won't get the title back? Right. We don't know. Right. I don't know. Especially after he just shaved Warlow's head. Oh, for yeah, no that, reason. Dude, that was for no reason. Just so weird, bro. Just an, cut that's, the fuck. An, that's another part of storytelling that goes absolutely nowhere. And then we had like the, the, the Book of Hobbs stuff that we don't know where that fucking yeah. thing is going. It's a weird uh, thing, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand that. It's weird. Listen, all, all in all, I think, specifically this past week, while there has been some controversy and there has been things that kind of has people like, no. There's a lot of great stuff that's happening in pro wrestling, man. You're starting off hot, man. You got to yeah. love to see it. I hope they can keep that momentum going. Listen, man. Osprey Omega. They set the tone, bro. They set the fucking love tone. It, man. Can't wait to see the next one. 
All right, I think we covered everything. What do you What do you think of your first episode in studio? What an episode, man! I mean, unbelievable. We talked about so much, so much jam packed into this. Uh, God, I don't even know what two and a half hours are we even at? Two that? hours. Or are we over that? Uh, An hour fifty eight right now. Wow, it seems like we've been going on for so much. <laughs> we've been going and going. Cause we, listen, when we get talking, we get talking. Bro. Yeah, hell yeah, that's what's the best part about this. Uh, I look great, man. I look great. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I can't. I can't get over how great I look. Oh man, it's just it's awesome, man. I will definitely do more of these in studio things, especially like when, I said, it didn't listen, take me long to get here. Somebody's at all, updating so. their profile. <laughs> oh baby, oh baby, let's do it. Listen, Screenshot. listen. Whenever you want to come down. You're more welcome to, bro. We awesome. listen Appreciate for us. It, yeah. We would love for you to come down every week, but I know. Yeah, yeah, listen, yeah. You, you come from Long Island, so yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get hey, it. But if I yeah, uh, if I could come every week, uh, I would. But yeah, no, no, I'll, dude, definitely, dude. I'll definitely come more often for sure. Maybe like when we have like uh, you know a lot to talk about. I guess maybe it depends on like newsworthy. Yeah, stuff. right, right. Well, we'll see. But um, yeah, it's great. I love this place. It's awesome. And uh, yeah. So All right, Ryan, give me your plugs in. All right, at Lucia Outsiders on Twitter. Uh, definitely follow on there if you haven't already. I don't know what you're doing, living under a rock or whatever, but uh, yeah, give that a follow. Leo. LosRadio.com. And hopefully next time we'll be more prepared. Yeah. Because you know, right now we don't have the outro song. Uh, so it's just going to be like, uh, nah. yeah, no, we're not uh, doing nah, that. Nah, we're nah, just going to nah, cut nah, it. Nah, we're nah, just going to, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, sorry. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You could follow me at RatedR since 87, but make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, and Twitter. If you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, you want to be fancy, Apple Podcasts, tune on, I miss, I have Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. And that is it for the old man Leo. <laughs> for our double Ryan Radar. Um, don't you have like some music there that we could just like end it? Don't you got like a gimmick? No. You don't got nothing there? No? No. Hold on. There you go. There you go. There for yeah. the old uh, man Leo. Uh, the for, old man. Shut up. El viejo. Shut up. Sorry. Our double Ryan Radar. <laughs> I'm yours truly, Mr. Radar. Till next time. Uh. Keep it Radar. Stay too sweet. I can actually do it in person. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> <laughs>